Welcome to Fast Cars, Fast Girls. We are your IndyCar experience. And this week, as part of our Mother's Day special, we have another famous mom in the paddock. Um, we have Debbie joining us, and she is the wonderful mother of Graham Rahal. So, Debbie, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for asking me. Oh, of course, of course. Okay. We oh, were discussing all right. well, dogs. We were. <laughs> we were. So, you guys are big animal lovers, and we were just discussing um, the names of Graham's dogs. Oh, bow and arrow. Yeah. Yes. Arrow is because he has an arrow. I mean, like Malamutes do, he has an arrow on his head. And then Bo, they just got about, I want to say Bo's eight months, maybe six months old, seven months old. And we were talking about it, and he was going to name it uh, Kona. And I Hmm. said, well, that's the restaurant you like. I think maybe we could try something like Bo, which would be kind of cute. (laughs) Because there was a restaurant in England that I love that was called Bo Thai, B-E-A-U Thai, which I thought was very clever. That is. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I said, why don't you just name them Bo? And they went back and forth, and they thought, actually, that works. So, And they're adorable. They're oh, adorable. They are adorable. They're so cute. Yeah. Oh, so. I love Arrow. Oh, my goodness. I got, oh. to, I got to love on Arrow at the Road America race last year. Oh, he's amazing. If you walk, I mean, everybody stops you because he's so beautiful. But, oh, you know, Graham gorgeous. takes very good ter- care of them, he and Courtney. I mean, they're, oh, they're babies. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, you, know, you they, can tell they, they are, are fur very babies. Well. <laughs> they are very yeah. well taken care of. <laughs> yeah, very well trained. I have to say, Graham's a stickler on oh, that. And yeah, my dog. So he's, um, you know, they're they've been to obedience school. Well, not so much Bo because he's still a baby, but Arrow mm. is just wonderful. Yeah. Oh, so. Well, and especially when you have dogs that are that size, you you have to have them be well trained. I had a I had a big dog um, as well, and you know, it's not like a little dog. I mean. Any dogs that aren't well behaved drive me insane, but well, <laughs> but, I but have it's a so bunch. important when they, you know, when when they're big. You know, my dog was ninety pounds, and I'm like, I can't have you jumping up on my grandma or doing things like that. So, <laughs> we, my grandma probably only weighed ninety pounds. <laughs> yeah, ba- yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. So. <laughs> now so. my dogs are all, you know, lar- well, the the, the Boykin spaniel is that large, but I've always had large, like flat cutter retrievers. We've had twelve of those, and golden retrievers, and big oh. dogs, and I always sent them out to what I call boot camp because if I'm going to have a pack, at one point I had 11 dogs in my house, but I oh, had wow. 26 acres. But, yeah. um, you know, and they were outside. They were all well-behaved. But if you're going to have them, I mean, they have to have manners, just like your kids. They can't Absolutely. be so crazy. So, <laughs> although nobody's told Raspberry, the boinkin, that he's got to behave. Well, <laughs> there's shoot. always a dog or two that's like, the stubborn teenager forever. Well, he's a spaniel. He'll be a knuckle brain forever. So. <laughs> I'd love them. Yeah. Maybe some of that, that Chesapeake Bay Retriever will come out. Well, yeah. Actually, he loves the water. Yeah, that's true. So go. Those are one of my favorite dogs, actually. Yeah, well, Bobby has them. My ex-husband has, has a couple of them, and they, they are oh, beautiful. His parents had, had Chessies. So uh, I think it's just kind of in his blood to have them. So yeah, it's okay. nice. Plus he has a house in Michigan on a lake, so it's it's nice Perfect. for his dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're right there then. Yeah, that's their heaven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so all right. So about you, they, you have a I say a fascinating life. Um, you have traveled a lot, and we heard a rumor that you worked with Jack Hanna for a while. Yeah. Um, I was on the board of the Columbus Zoo, and uh, coincidentally. Jack Hanna was a neighbor of a friend of mine, and they introduced me. And Jack, um, 
Yeah, we became very good friends. I've been to Africa a couple of times with him. Oh, wow. And he's actually Graham's godfather. Because, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, no. And he and, and he calls Graham on a regular basis, and they keep in touch. And he's been to a couple of races. And uh, he has a house in Tanzania that he's invited Graham and Courtney to go to. And I said, uh, Jack, I'm going to. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a really funny man. I went to – actually, the reason Bobby met David Letterman – is because I went to the Letterman show with Jack. We took a camel and some other animals, and Bobby had just won Indy. And Jack said, well, or excuse me, David said, do you think Bobby would come on the show? And I said, well, absolutely. (laughs) So he was one of the first drivers that um, David had on. Wow. And they became very good friends. And, yeah, so all of us are like, you know, kind of a little circle here, Jack and whatnot and David. So, yeah. That is wonderful. <laughs> that is so cool. I whoa, that kind of blew my mind a little bit here. That yeah, is, that is a really cool thing. Oh wow. Yeah, I well, think the we'll funny... that question for the end because I I don't know how we're going to hear a story that tops that. Yeah. Well, there's another story with David oh. that when we were to race in Phoenix, and I missed that track. And mm, Paul Newman, yes. of course, Bobby had driven for Paul Newman. Graham had driven for Paul. Mm. And P.L. was sitting outside of his motorhome. It was the end of the day. And you know how at the end of the day, everybody just kind of sits out and chills. Yeah. Well, David was sitting with me. And I said, have you ever met Paul? He said, no. I said, well, let's go over. No, 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 no. I said, you've met all kinds of famous people. Why would you want to go meet Paul Newman? So he went over with me. And he just, it was so funny because he's like, um, really glad to meet you. Um, I love your popcorn. Uh, if I don't have any oil, I use Axle grease to pop it. I mean, he went on and on and on. He was, we walked back to the motorhome, and he said, I have never been so embarrassed in my life. And, he, and for the next week on his show, he kept saying, Debbie Rahal introduced me to Paul Newman, and I made a fool of myself. Well, they became good friends after that because they didn't live too far from one another in Connecticut. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So it was funny. That's the moment. Oh, that's oh hilarious. Oh, I'm going to laugh about that for a while. Oh, that's so funny. So, David, seriously, come on. Who haven't you met? Yeah. Like, that's the guy. That was the yeah. guy that, like, made him a little fanboy, which is adorable. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. That's funny. It's yeah. It's always interesting. All these famous people. There's still somebody that's their idol. That when they meet them or compete with them, that you know, it's, they have that. Isn't it funny to think that they become, you know, embarrassed yeah. or shy or whatever? I did a um, yeah. Just after I divorced, well, Bobby and I got divorced. I did a Concord de Elegance. I was the honorary chair in Newport, Rhode Island, oh. and it was really interesting because we had Dan Gurney there. Sterling Moss, Mario was supposed to be the honoree, but for some reason he decided he wasn't going to do it. So Dan Gurney was. So you had Sterling and David Hobbs and oh, wow. Dan Gurney and David Piper. I mean, a million, Johnny Rutherford. Oh. Um, let's see, Janet Guthrie, Bob Bondurant, all these people there. And Peter Windsor, who's a famous commentator in England, was there. It was so much fun, and I was really proud of myself for, you know, pulling this all together and getting the people together. But the stories that they told and meeting one another, I mean, a lot of them knew one another, but just the camaraderie and the fun Mm -hmm. of seeing them all celebrating, it was really great. And the stories that Sterling and Dan, you know, told about their racing (laughs) history together, it was a fabulous weekend. Oh, oh that's wonderful. Gordon Kirby was there, Jeremy Shaw, you know, the press. It It was really a lot of fun. Uh, that sounds like a blast. 
That's one of the things I just love about this sport is that, like, yeah, everybody's racing each other, but, like, then they just all get together and swap stories and just, it's like a huge family. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Mm. The yeah. Can-Am days were great because I was around oh, when yeah. Paul Newman was developing his dressing. And um, you have Dutch Mandel, who was, you know, with Auto Week magazine and whatnot. Um, he would be doing hamburgers. And we'd cook out every Saturday night for the crew. So there'd be, you know, Paul's team, different teams. There, and everybody was so friendly. And Paul was trying his dressings on everybody. <laughs> so it was really interesting. <laughs> and memories like that are very, very, very special. Because think of how oh, far yeah. that's come as far as charity and worldwide yeah. recognition and all of that. Oh yeah. So you know, it's I've had a lot of fun. I've been very lucky to meet a lot of fun, special, important people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. That is just fantastic. Yeah. And so you are obviously a big animal lover, and so we know you have three dogs, <laughs> and then you told me you also have three parrots. And right. I had three three ragdoll cats, and then when I was yes. working oh. with the zoo, we had a white tiger Taj that we raised for a while. We had two wallabies at Michaela, my oldest daughter's christening. And then we had Teak and Amber, who were orangutans that I took care of for a while. And then they gave me sugar gliders because they thought they were a mating pair and they weren't. So I had them for a while. We had 40 animals on the roof once. And Bobby was afraid to leave home because he'd come back and they'd be like, who's that? I said, what's the cat? We've had it for three months now. You just never hear. So we like that. What is that? It's a cat, Bob. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a cat. It's just like, a cat. It's fine. <laughs> now, why do we have like 12 carrots? In the <laughs> so, why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're not here. So. <laughs> anyway, oh. And then we had lots of horses and the kids grew up with horses and Grant's oh. the only one that probably didn't ride, but he, I mean, he would ride with me when we go away somewhere. But yeah. the other three all had their own horses. So, um, yeah, it's been lots of fun. I think it's a you know, miniature goats, you name it, we've had it. So. so, okay, so my mom is fantastic. I have a wonderful mom. And she has one friend that is super fun, and I just, I love her to death, Barb. And I always say that she's the only other person that would have been as great a mom as my own mom. But, Debbie, I might have to add you to that list because I didn't have a horse. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I didn't have a horse or sugar gliders, and I'm like, your life is like my dream job, getting to oh, meet cool people and have pathetic. all these animals. Oh, my goodness. I actually oh, wow. um, wanted to be a vet for the longest time, and part of the reason was because I always wanted to live out in the country and have a million animals, and it just seemed like that was the most cost-efficient way to do that. <laughs> The exactly. easiest way to just have animals. Like, no, no, yeah, I'm like, a vet. If I'm a vet, then I don't really have to pay the bills. Like, I just have to. I'm not paying for the labor. The only for problem, I wanted to be a vet. The only problem with that is, and then having the barn. I mean, everybody drops their cat off because they mm. think, you know, oh, you're going to. Yeah. So we had a million cats, but they were well taken care of. The only problem for me is I wanted to be a vet. And my vet said to me, it'd be great. You'd be part, great with the clinical part, but the emotional part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my yeah. oldest, my youngest daughter was going to be an equine vet because she's a very accomplished writer. Yeah. Um, but, but she decided that she just, you know, dealing with having to put them down and this, that, and mm-hmm. the other. And I have the same issue. I get too emotionally attached to my animals. Yeah. Which is the only Certainly. thing that's helping me with quarantine right now, quite honestly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Although, They're all here. you know, my, the best vet that are, that we went to for decades, um, and, who I, I, I love, 
um, we had a cat that lived to be 19. And yeah. the day that we actually, the day that, you know, we had to take him in to, to be euthanized, um, cause he had thrown a clot and, um, and like lost feeling in his back legs. And so that's when I took him in. And so anyhow, but he actually stood there and cried with me and, Aww. and I just, and I, I loved that. Um, it was really meaningful to me that, you know, after 19 years, my vet loved this cat too. <laughs> So, so I'm like, I don't think that I could do that all day, every day, but. I don't know how psychiatrists do it. How do you listen oh to my goodness. problems all day? I mean, might as well be a bartender or a hairdresser because, I mean, they listen to everybody's problems all day. <laughs> That's the <laughs> truth. That's true. But oh. couldn't do it. I yeah. just, you know, I knew I'd die a death every time. I mean, Beth took yeah. me when I had to have a labradoodle put down a year ago. She took me. She drove me there and she was with me for a cat. I mean, as I said, we've known each other for a long time and yeah, it's, it's been, um, I mean, as I say, you, you have them and you love them and you know, you're going to lose them, but it's never easy, um, nope. but they bring nope. so much joy for the time they're there. That's they exactly. do. They do. And they're all so different. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, it's so funny. Each one has their own distinct personality. Like you mm-hmm. never have two that you're like, Oh, this cat's exactly like, or, yeah, oh, no. they're all all completely different. I love it. <laughs> Listen, I have a I have a twin sister. <laughs> oh, we're not at all alike. And she was married. She, you know the band Deep Purple? Smoke on yes. the water. Yes. Yes. Her husband's a, the bass player. So everybody wanted us to write um, a book called Rock Stars and Race Cars. Oh. And maybe someday we'll get around to it. But, you know, so we're about as different as day and night. But um, But that's what makes life interesting. You know, it's yeah, like, that is. You know, all the drivers are different. All the people we meet. I mean, that's what life is about. All the experiences. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, what is your? What's one of your favorite stories of Graham from any point in his life? <laughs> oh gosh, let's see. I just remember from the time he was really, really little. I mean, of course, he adored his father, but he's always loved racing. And when we had that, you know old-fashioned thing called the VHS or whatever it was, he would, <laughs> even though he knew how the race would end, he would just, I mean, he was only like three. And mm-hmm. he'd put the tapes in and watch Bobby's. I said, Grant, you know how this ends. Dad didn't win that or Dad didn't. No, that was what he was going to do. And he uh-huh. even went testing with him when he was uh-huh. little, little, little. And like four years old, the crew would take care of him. But um, And then he took his bicycle apart which I never understood. He wanted to see if he could put it back together. He was really into mechanical stuff. He was maybe five at that point, and he never did get it back together, right? I mean, these days he'd probably be able to with all the cars he has. But, you know, he was always mechanically oriented and just very, I mean, as we know, very sociable. Yeah. So um, that big smile of his, I love that. Oh, yeah. He has a great smile. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was I was laughing with Beth today because Penske's redone all the bathrooms. And before Graham married Courtney, I was in one of the stalls, and my daughter's like, what are you laughing at? I said, you should see this. Number 15's really cute. I mean, it was all over the stall at the speedway. <laughs> and I went to another stall, and they had these telephone numbers down, and Graham right home. I went, I still have the pictures, and I sent them to Courtney. And so Beth told me yesterday that they repainted the bathrooms. like, Damn, <laughs> you're like, that was so much fun. <laughs> oh, no, that's, 
don't worry. There will be new graffiti (laughs) this year, I'm sure. The thing is, we don't have that many young drivers that are, I mean, everybody's gotten married in the last year or two. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) Hinge, Padge, you name it, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. New Garden. I mean, yeah. 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 And the other ones look like teenagers. (laughs) Right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's that weird moment. You're like, wait a minute. Are you old enough to drive? Yeah. Okay, now there's another story. All right. So Graham, when he he was 15 and he was about to drive his first professional race, and they changed the rules that Graham had to turn 16 within six months of his first professional race. So here he is doing 100-something miles an hour on a track but can't drive on the road. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's true. Yeah, that was in, I can't remember what Mazda, maybe that series or something, but no, I mean, he just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, that's I just funny. Yeah, I thought that was pretty incredible. So, oh, I've never thought about that. But yeah, it does work out that way. They can get their, their racing licenses before right. they can drive on a, on a road at exactly. I don't know, 30 miles an hour. Yep. I know. Oh, wow. I know. Hmm. I, I mean, know. I. Mm, May or may not have. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. We we all drive before we're supposed to, but like, I mean, yeah. No, I was just going right. to say. I drove no, at there's a, fourteen. That was about it. I drove. Oh. I say I drove. Yeah, I drove at fourteen because um, my cousin Sharon is fifteen and had her permit, and so her mom was letting us drive home just with Sharon with a permit anyway, which was also not legal. And of course, as soon as we get out of the parking lot, because it was like the July fourth family reunion and we we stayed for two hours and we're like can we go they're like yeah that's fine go ahead and go and as soon as we get out of eyesight Sharon pulls off on and we're in a small town you know so there's (laughs) you know she pulls off on a country road as there's corn for days you can't see anything else and she goes you want to drive and I was like hell yeah I do (laughs) I'm like is that a question Uh, my oldest daughter didn't care about driving. We lived in England for a while when Bobby was the head of the Jaguar Formula One team. Mm. And she was already 18. I mean, you can drive when you're about 16, maybe 17 over there. I should know this because I've lived there a couple of times. But she didn't drive until she was like 19. But having said that, yeah. she had in 18 months, 12 car accidents. So we ended wow. up just paying oh. off the drivers because we didn't want to have to you know, have insurance. But she's much better now. I mean, now that she has all these kids and things about her. But, and it's not that she was doing anything like drinking, being crazy. She wasn't like that. It's just she was a lousy driver. You know, I, I had a friend that was a lousy driver to the point that, you know, because for a long time, my mom didn't allow me to ride with anybody else. She would allow me to drive oh, places. Yeah. She would allow me to drive with people. She trusted me, but she didn't trust other people. And then there was a point where I was allowed to ride with people. But there was one friend that she all, and it was always no. She's like, you can ride with anybody except at a cab. So yeah, yeah. She was like, she was like, literally, call me. I don't care what time it is, but do not get in a car with that with that child. <laughs> that would be Michaela. That would be Michaela. I mean, she totaled a couple of cars. I was, oh, why the heck did she, you know, get her that kind of a car? Because you know, with all of Bobby's dealerships, they were always getting cars and stuff, and. Well, no, that's not true. But, I mean, she had this really nice uh-huh. car, and I was out to dinner with my new husband, and we got a call, and she had totaled this little Mercedes convertible, and she happened to be, like, three blocks from where we were having dinner. I'm like, I don't know why he bought her that car. knowing, And she rear-ended a school bus. And oh. Sam, my youngest daughter, 
was learning how to drive, and all her friends thought she was the one that we rented the school bus, and she didn't even have her license yet. She's like, no, that'll be my sister. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyway. Kids. That's a special talent. I I mean, (laughs) my, my sister managed to hit the only parked car on a street once. Oh, that takes talent. Yeah, um, (laughs) we all have been there as women. Her purse fell from the seat to the floor and she reached down to grab it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we all have had that moment and we've reached and then we're like, that was dumb. What's the emergency? But she happened to reach and the wheel turned. And I mean, a street, a, a a long, wide, empty street with one parked car. (laughs) <laughs> and, and she nailed it Poor thing. Oh, oh my gosh well, my dad was a police officer and so he shows up and demands that they breathalyze her and she's like why and he goes because I'm really hoping that you're not just this stupid oh. <laughs> he, he was good, so mad <laughs> oh lord love it doc <laughs> oh I was yeah and, and of course, I mean, she blew nothing. She's like, it's, yeah, I mean, she's like, I'm 17. Like, really? Uh, but yeah, he was like, I hope, it was like, he was like, I hope you are under the influence of something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of, you know, Michaela wasn't, it was just, she just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think Beth wasn't either. It was just, yeah, she just was, was unlucky with a lot of crashes. <laughs> no, at least Michaela's turned into a good driver. The man That's she right. married had a one of those Jeeps that didn't have sides to it and stuff. And my first Oops. granddaughter, who's now 15, he would drive around in that. And I said, I just don't really feel good about this. Um, oh. with, you know, the sides open and no protection and this little tiny baby. And she was four and a half pounds when she was born. So she was a, a weenie little thing. And I said, yeah. just, no, I don't think so. Maybe you should talk to your father-in-law about some sort of a car. Yeah. So, yeah. But they worked it out. Well, that's so, good. Anyway. That's good. <laughs> uh, probably overshared. Ah, not yeah. at all. That's okay. <laughs> no, this is, this is fantastic. I mean, honestly, like, we're already telling, not embarrassing, but those fun stories. So, is there like a, I don't want to say embarrassing, but kind of a funny story about Graham that he'll let you tell? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess okay. I, well, I'm, I can't I can't think of a story that he would let me tell. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> one time I felt really, really sorry for him, though, and I think it was Pagano. We were at Portland, mm-hmm. and Graham had been, I, I he think he might even have been on pole. And he was knocked out by Tash in the first lap. And he came, and he was pretty young. And he came back. It wasn't an IndyCar, but he came back um, to the pits, and he was crying. And that's, I felt really, really sorry for him because Graham's a very, very strong person. And it's just like, okay, we didn't show him this weekend, so we'll get him next weekend. And that's something that always, that was one of the, the saddest moments of my life. One of the proudest moments of my life is we all know how much Graham, um, loves Ohio State. Yeah, Buckeyes and all that. He'd love to be back in the Midwest, but I think Court, mm. she's you know wants to be with her family and mm. they're working on having children. But anyway, the race at Mid Ohio that he won was so yeah. exciting. I think that was uh, one of the, besides Bobby winning Indy, that was probably one of the most exciting moments of my life because just seeing him up there and doing the Ohio, which you know O H I O, which is you know traditional. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was so exciting for me, and 
it, you know, that's, those are the moments that you remember. And, you know, how many people get to do what they really want to do? Yeah. You, you, you settle on a career like you wanted to be a vet, but there was a reason, whatever. How many people really get to do what they want to do? You know, and he's doing what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's dangerous. I worry about him. I worry about him more than I did when Bobby was racing because it's part of me. And Bobby was racing when I met him. Yeah. But, you know, in the end, you have to just be happy for them and just hope that they have a happy life. He has a wonderful wife. Oh. Um, you know, he has a good life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can ask for your children. Absolutely. So, he does have a wonderful wife. Oh, my goodness. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, she is. And she is gorgeous. I mean, <laughs> the the first time I saw her in person, it was like there was a part of me that was hoping that the photos were Photoshopped. Because she looks like a Barbie doll. Um, and and let me tell you something. She should be doing commercials for makeup. She has yeah. the most incredible complexion, and she doesn't she wear makeup. Does. Stop. No, I can't yeah. with that. No, no. She, no. she has uh-huh. the most incredible complexion, and she's a sweetheart. I she mean, is. She's darling. I love her. Yes. Oh, I just, I have to do not. And those yeah. two have the biggest smiles. Can you imagine what their children are going to be like? Oh my God! They both have huge, big, happy they smiles. Do. That's going to be such they a do. happy baby smiling. Oh, yep. mm. I'm waiting mm-hmm. for it, hoping it's happening <laughs> soon. <laughs> right? So yeah, no, yeah. they're they're very happy, and you know, life's good. Everybody's that's healthy right good. now, and that's the most important thing I can ask for. That um, is. So. That is. Well, yeah, that'll be very exciting when yeah. when you have a, a new grandbaby coming along. Yeah, yeah. another grandbaby. <laughs> yeah. Five and counting. Yes. Oh, wow. Well, Michaela had her babies early, and then she, well, she has a seven-month-old and a 15-year-old, so it's a bit of a spread. But um, they're wonderful. I just want to see them. I know. I feel you on that. My sister has, my younger sister has two under two. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah, because she's not good at planning. Um. (laughs) Graham and Jared and Michaela are all 13 months apart. And then Sandy came, like, five years later. So, yeah, it was kind of interesting for a while there. Yeah, yeah. So you understand the case for all And my parents are gone. So it was a little rough. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Mm. So so somebody should literally be waiting on you hand and foot every Mother's Mm -hmm. Day. And just serving you like crab yeah. legs and bringing wine to you and boy, I wish you should be getting a pedicure done. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, well, then they could easily take turns. Okay, this year I'm flying in to pamper mom. Next year yeah. you fly in to pamper mom. Like, well, they could ship this. stuff. What about that? Come on, they're delivery what? services. Somebody could send me crab legs from that west. It's true. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, they're excuse me. The west coast crabs are amazing. Come on, guys. Right. All right. So. But we have a house in Canada, and, you know, all my neighbors are lobster fishermen, and this is the way I grew up from the time I was four. And then I built another house, so we have about 80 acres up there on the ocean, the Passamquoddy Bay. So every day, like, people bring lobster. I was like, oh, lobster again? But it's, (laughs) Uh, you know, it's free. (laughs) Graham was up there a few years ago with Courtney. They must have caught... 30 pounds of lobster. We had lobster omelets. We had lobster. You name it, we figured That's it out. That's fantastic. But it was so funny. So anyway, yes, mm-hmm. we've all had a spoiled life. So that what can I like say? Good life. You know what? I say you've you've had a lot of fun. So I have. I have. All that matters. Yes, so, exactly. <laughs> you uh, you talked about you know the, the sad moment with Graham in, in Portland. How often do you do you get to go to the races? Are you there at every race or 
90%. You know, and I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'd have to say 90% of the races. Um, I go to Canada, yeah. you know, I have a period of the year that I go up there for three weeks by myself. And mm-hmm. I Good went to you. college in Canada, and it's oh. kind of like everybody has their place. That's mm-hmm. my place. Yeah, I go and recharge. And- yes, <laughs> and I have friends from college, friends from growing up in that town, and I have my own life, and I really enjoy it. So I take the dogs up, and I just kind of do my own thing. But, um, you know, the kids hopefully will get up there this year. I don't know if we'll be able to cross the border. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's kind of that's that's kind of my, like, my little piece of my life. Yeah, so, that's your, that. your happy place. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We all have those. Yeah. I like yep. that. Okay, for, for me, it's Dale Hollow Lake. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think it's important to have that. But I don't know. I'll think about it because we're in New Brunswick. And, of course, they just had that big incident in Nova Scotia, which is the next province over. Oh, and I mean, the Canadians are really horrible. very benign. So, oh, no, that was terrible. Oh, that my was goodness. terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah we, no, my heart breaks for, for you guys. Yeah. yeah, we've had no cases of COVID in St. Andrews or in New Brunswick. They have nothing right now. And we're in a little town called St. Andrews by the Sea. And it's an old railroad town. It was established by, you know, a, a railroad company. And it's just... Um, very picturesque. It was last year. No, two years ago, it was voted the most picturesque little town in Canada. Oh. And my kids absolutely adore it, and I'm so glad. And we have a boat and a Zodiac. We just go out and chase whales, do whatever we want. So mm. it's a great way to grow up, and that's how they've grown up every summer. We spent at least a month up there. Um, and they, it's, you know, kind of like, it's not like camping. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's a fireplace for heat and that sort of thing. But they, yeah. that's, I think that's what people need to experience, you know, not just the TV. And we did puzzles puzzles at night. We did, you know, dress-up nights where you need to have fun things. <laughs> and use your imagination like people need yeah. to do right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they really, really loved it. They really got into it. So no, there that, you go. That makes sense. So we used to, uh, my parents, uh, my, my family, my parents, my younger brother and I, we would spend a week at this family camp in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And it was oh, a UPI, weekend. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's the UP. So there's like, not. I mean, this was back. This UP was Michigan, rather. Yeah, sorry. Right. But, you know, this was back in the day when, like, data and wireless wasn't a thing. But those are just some of the greatest memories because you just had your family to hang out. And like everybody else, you couldn't watch TV. You were camping. No, there was yeah. no TV. So there was no TV. There were no cell phones. You're completely unplugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then I built this new house about, I want to say, 10 Holds Graham Robert. He's thirty-one. Okay, so when he was like eighteen, I built this other house. I bought. I call him Graham Robert because he's like, I bought my my father-in-law's Graham. There's so many Grahams in my life. Oh. But anyway, um, we built this house, and I put internet in it. And just because I knew that at that point, my husband, you know, having to do business from there, and and Graham and everybody, well, every summer he'd have like you know eight friends. We'd drive in a truck. And then my Range Rover, we had four dogs, and we had a boat, and we had two jet skis, and we'd walkie-talkie back and forth and, you know, stop for the dogs to do whatever they needed to do and drive straight through, and it was 22 hours. But oh, yeah. all the kids during the day would come over and sit on, on their computers, oh. and I'm like, are you kidding? We're out in the middle of nowhere. This is where the tides come in and out the fastest in the world. We have tidal boards. We have, you know, whales, and you're all sitting on your flipping computers, uh, and so I kicked them all out. I took them away. I said, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> not why you came here. Yeah. Well, I mean, I not what to do. 
That's mm-hmm. not what this is for. I love no. it, though. So they got used to it. They was just like, okay, you can do it maybe at dinner time when I'm doing dinner, but we didn't come up here for all 10 of you to come over here and sit in my little living room and sit on your computers and, you know, get in touch with everybody. So, and yeah, and not interact with each other. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. And you're in the great outdoors where, I mean, it's just so, the first few days you get really tired because the air is so clear. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. polluted. So you become very tired until your body gets used to. And I mean, we have an aurora borealis. You can see all kinds of stuff. The stars are so clear. Oh, yeah. You guys are wasting your time. So anyway, I mean, Graham appreciates that greatly. All my kids do. And and they don't, you know, they go up there and they just turn everything off. And we just go out and go out in the boats and do whatever we want. So that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Well, if you ever decide to adopt adult women. uh, (laughs) That sounds a little odd. It sounds sounded weird. Yeah, it does. But I'm just saying, if you if you needed some some surrogate, well, if I need people to travel with, shall we put it that way? Yes, yes. yeah. That's a traveling companion. We are we are very good traveling companions. Yes. Okay, great. We can we can take the overnight shifts on driving real quick. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, that works for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So I think probably. Um, your favorite race memory is probably that that Mid Ohio win. Yeah, it is. It is. That's but so also, cool. I mean, it has nothing to do with um, Graham. But when Bobby won India, I had um, yeah, this is kind of cute. I had a dress made for Michaela, who is now I think thirty four. Um, that said, uh, win something like you know, win daddy or whatever. It was really really cute. It was appliqued. Oh. She was the first baby ever in Winner's Circle, and she is a Trivial Pursuit question, and I gave her the card. They said, who is the first baby ever in Winner's Circle? And that's when they just started raising. Do you remember when they raised Mm -hmm. the Winner's Circle and blah, blah, blah? She was the first baby in there, so she has that now, and she's framed it. So that that was kind of fun. So cool. That's a fun Dang. That's fantastic. Yeah. And that was yeah. Michaela? That was Michaela. I'm going to yeah. write that down because we're doing that. Which is my yeah, we're, we're actually trivia. doing an Indy 500 trivia tomorrow night. So. <laughs> oh, I'll write that down. Good. <laughs> just <Yeah. in> case. <laughs> so it's oh. a good thing we're not dropping this episode till after. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dan Gurney was the first person that ever um, opened a bottle of champagne in a winter circle. It wasn't yeah. at Indy. I think it was somewhere in Europe, but still. It was. Yep. Yep. Mm. That is cool. so I love that, though, about the dress. Oh, that's super oh. cute. Oh, it was so cute. So go, Daddy. And the next year, he oh. said, do it again, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That is oh. amazing. I love it. You could probably oh. find a picture of it somewhere, too. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to sure. look because I'm curious now. I'm sure it was I'm cute sure. as heck. <laughs> I remember just before Paul Newman died, um, Graham's car was basically white. They didn't have a lot of sponsors on it, and I'll never forget this. And he was wearing corduroy pants, and, and he always wore khaki pants and a white T-shirt like David Letterman, mm-hmm. who if you go mm-hmm. into his office, the man's, he's got his white, which shirt, shirt, David, they're both white. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? You do this <laughs> the white one. Day. <laughs> thing, wear that white one. But his pencils are like spaced, you know, fingers spaced apart. Oh, well, Graham yeah. Roberts' closet is like that, too. Everything's spaced apart. But he's like OCD. I couldn't live with yeah. that man. Anyway, um, so Paul was walking down the pits with me, and we were going to, I said, don't you want to do the picture? 
And he said, oh, yeah, I forgot about the picture. And he was hanging on me, and he died that September. Um, and he said, oh, I'm so sorry that, you know, Graham doesn't have more sponsorship in the car and all this. I said, it really doesn't matter. If the car wins, it really doesn't matter what he has on the car. And, you know, I, I would love to find – I've talked to Ron McQueenie. I just – I'd love to find that picture. There was kind of a hint of it in National Enquirer. You could oh. see Paul. You couldn't really see me, but that's some picture I'd love to have just to remember that because, you know, Bobby drove for him for a period, and he absolutely loved Graham. Oh, Graham has uh-huh. letters that Paul wrote to him that are like, you know, doing square dancing tonight, come by for a glass of wine. You know, and he was dying, but he was trying to be funny and, and yeah. lovely. Oh. And he was a wonderful, wonderful person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Can't say enough good things about him. Yeah. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Good heart. Yes. Yeah. Ben, yes. And Clea is a doll. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just adore oh, her, too. We've had mm. the privilege of interviewing her a few times. And, yeah, yeah she's, she's lovely. She just I remember emanates. going to a horse show when she was showing, and Jim Tripp, yeah. Red Ruffins was still, you know, he, it, well, of course, Jim was still around, and his daughter, um, was showing horses, Michelle against Clea, and mm-hmm. he and I had just lost twins. And he said, "Well, get up, come over here. You've got 15 minutes to get over here, um, and we're going to take you down to the horse show." Like, okay. So I went down, and Clea was showing, and Michelle was showing, and Joanne was walking around in a long skirt, like a dirndl skirt, with a mm-hmm. big straw hat on, and they were holding hands, and they were just—it was lovely. And actually, Paul and I invited my husband and I to um what is it Ashford what do I want to call it the one in Connecticut and yes, we we spent yes. the weekend with them and looking at the camp and then I got involved in the board mm. and um sent all kinds of like we had remote cars and things that were the kids and I sent all this stuff to them but he was just oh, incredible oh. and they just walked around hand in hand with the two of us just showing us around and what they did and really really amazing person Oh, so, yeah. yep. Oh, but anyway, those oh. are my tales. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love them. Love them. Oh, well, good. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, all right. So what is, you said you miss Phoenix. We do as well. Um, yeah. I love that track. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite race to watch? And Indy makes me very nervous because, of course, mm. you're very anxious. Mm-hmm. And, and Graham has been close a few times, except yeah. for accidents with drivers that I wouldn't even mention. Um, <laughs> it's a bachelor yeah. day. Anyway, <laughs> some other people. <laughs> uh, it's just sharp. It's, it's, you know, that's, I mean, everybody's anxious about that race. I think Mid-Ohio, because it's a home track, and I always, you know, he won his Atlantic championship there. Um I love Laguna Seca. I love Elkhart. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm more into road tracks than I am into ovals. Gotcha. Yeah, and I, I just think, you know, Elkhart, and, and Graham did an interview this week with, I think it was Auto Week, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he thinks there are more, spe- and there there are, if you think about it, more spectators at road races than there are at the ovals because you can camp out. You can do yes. stuff. We need to have more activity, though. We need to have more other things going on during the day, so you're not sitting there twiddling yes. your thumbs for four hours between events. Agree. Yes. I mean, and oh. we, I mean, we said this, especially about Pocono. We love that track, but there's so much 
wasted time Downtime. that weekend. Yes. And and when you have only three things happening all weekend and one of them gets rained out, like you're done. You're done. Yeah. I mean, we, we drive nine plus hours for that race. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you have two practices, quals, and a race. So there are four track activities and one or two gets rained out. That's, yeah. That's, that's yeah. two-thirds yeah. of your weekend. Yeah. And I'm from Long Island. So, I mean, well, I'm from New York, Long Island. So, yeah. um, you know, my family have come a few times to see Graham race, but they're kind of all over the place. But, I mean, it's hard to say okay, we're going to have to sit here for like four hours and pretend we're happy, you know, because nothing else is going to happen. Yeah. So, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Now we need to do more about having supporting series and mm-hmm. other things going on. But um, I think that's one of Graham's great complaints, that just we need to find other things to do to keep this, the fans interested. And at least road tracks, I mean, Laguna – and well, Elkhart in particular. Oh, get a golf cart and drive around in uh, the play, play area. I mean, they keep people happy. Mm-hmm. They do. They mm-hmm. do well, and and they have all the feeders. You know, the all the Road to Indy feeder series. Yeah. Um, and then MX5, or you know, sometimes there'll be another series. And I think at Detroit, there's IMSA, and at Long Beach, there's IMSA, and the and the yeah, the Super Stadium trucks at Mid Ohio. <laughs> that was. Just awesome, uh, and and so Saint Pete Rose, they had the trucks too, and that was yeah, that was kind yeah. of fun. I mean, we need to do more of that. Yeah. Absolutely, and I just think that road courses tend to do that more than ovals, and you know, like the Gateway Weekend, um, you know, St. Louis that that weekend is packed. There's track activity all weekend long, so it can be mm-hmm. done on ovals. It's just that's one of Graham's favorites. Uh, uh, I mean, how could it not be? I feel like that's just a fan favorite. Yeah. Driver I favorite. I did something a long time ago. Oh, I was, You know, uh, Betty Rutherford was the first president oh. of CARA, Championship Auto Racing Auxiliary. I was the second president. Oh. And we, I did something wow. that um, uh-huh. was exciting because I thought, well, you know, StarCraft vans were really big at that point where you could, you know, you got like eight people in a van, whatever. And I came up with this plan where, Okay, if people sign a waiver, why can't the regular public go out with a race car driver and they say what gear they're going to be in, what you know, what they're doing in this turn, blah, 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 blah. And we raised a lot of money for that, for charity, because, as you know, I mean, Kara was all about charity, um, car seats for children, mm-hmm. money for children's hospital here in Indy, whatnot. But anyway, we did that, and we did it at Michigan. Um, Mid Ohio, I can't remember. There were like five tracks we did it at, and StarCraft very graciously gave us the the vans to do it. Um, unfortunately, there were several drivers that decided they would race one another when oh, Lord. people were in the van, and so we had to end it after a while. But it went on for a couple of years, and it, we raised a lot of money doing that because mm-hmm. you know, and it was fun for the people because the drivers were telling them what they were thinking, what they'd be doing in that moment, at that turn. So that was exciting. And the other thing we did was we had um, a night, I think, mid-Ohio, Michigan. There were several tracks where we had nights where the chefs, which we all know there are chefs for not as many then as there are now for each team, would have a competition. Yeah. <laughs> and you would get like this golden fork or whatever, this crazy thing is the end of the weekend. But Kraft, I had I talked to Kraft, and they sponsored it. So you had to use some sort of a Kraft food. Um, a cheese, a meat, whatever, 
to produce, and, and you were given either one team was given an appetizer or a main course or this or that, and then they would compete against one another to find out, you know, who had the best meal. And that oh, was kind of fun. Cool. I mean, that was just, I had that's a lot of great. fun doing that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's just a lot of, like, it's good, clean, fun, and you guys are, all, like, everybody's here, might as well do something with it. I'll exactly. And the fans would pay, I think, $20 maybe to come in and taste all the food. So oh, all that so money cool. went to charity. And oh. then, I mean, Kenny Brack, who's an Indy 500 winner, mm-hmm. as we know, and other people, there were different guys that would, like, play in a band and be there just playing while the people are walking around. It was really cool. It was really That's fun. That's awesome. That is, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Great ideas. Yeah. That's so oh. much fun. Yeah. But I'm retired now. <laughs> so I'm just going to watch Grand and hope for more grandchildren. There you go. <laughs> but as long as everybody's happy and well, I'll, I'll be pleased. So that's my great wish for all of them that, you know, my you know, Graham and Courtney have like 97 children and well, maybe four, but <laughs> um, no, they really want, I mean, I know Graham yeah. loves a large family. He just loves kids. He's so good with kids. So is she. she. Really is. Oh he, my gosh. Yes. Oh, he's always great with kids fans that come up and it just, yeah. No, he's good about going to the fence and signing things and whatnot. Some other drivers are like, no, I can't be bothered. Like, those are the people that can remember you when you when they grow up. They'll remember that you made the time Mm -hmm. to go to the fence and sign this. Mm -hmm. And it costs nothing but maybe five minutes. But that's how you get the fans is that child who's like, I went to a race. This driver signed something for me. I will never not go. Like, I'm going to all the races now. Like, I mean, oh, that's exactly. how you create a lifelong fan. Oh, it is exactly. just, yeah, two minutes of your time, and you've created a fan for the rest of their life. Now, I can understand Paul never signing autographs because people were selling them and this, that, and the other. Oh. And I have to say, you know, some other people <clears throat> that would do the same thing, saying that yeah. they wouldn't sign them because they'd be sold. But Graham's been very gracious about that, and Courtney is absolutely adorable. I mean, uh-huh. take my picture. I keep saying, you know, you've got these sweaty men putting their arms oh, around no. you. And, oh. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh. But think about it. I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. And I, yep. I don't know how you do it. You said, well, that's just, I guess, part of it. So, I mean, they're yeah. both so lovely about their fans yeah. and, and people. I'm very proud of them. Very proud yeah. of them. Yeah, it seems weird to say you should be, but my goodness. Yes, yes. he is. That is, I think nobody can ever, ever say uh, that Graham has not always been, like, great and approachable and fantastic with, with fans. It's, yeah, it's just great about him. Love it. It <laughs> yeah, really no. is. No, well, thank you very much. I appreciate saying that. I told him that if he got to be a snot, I was going to follow him around with a pin to keep his head in place because I just, <laughs> you know, was not going to happen. I said, those are the people that make you who you are. Yeah. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh. Well, so I have a funny story for you. One of our um, <clears throat> one of our friends that we go to that we camp near at a lot of races. Um, uh. He just he, he he loves to to joke around with drivers, and so whenever he sees Graham and Courtney together, he always asks, "Hey, hey, can I have a selfie?" And Graham naturally walks over because that's who he is. And then Doug says, "No, no, the fast one." <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, now that's funny because I remember a few years ago, Graham's like, 
I can't. Okay, let's just say he called Courtney and said, I did 245 today. And she goes, and your point is? (laughs) 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 But he said, but you don't do it for an extended period of time, so it doesn't really matter. But I just love that. That makes such perfect sense. Oh, yeah. Oh. So he thought he was hilarious. No, no, the fast one. It's a fast one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's great. Oh. I love it. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Oh, he he did, of course, take a picture with Graham as well. But <laughs> well, Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. funny last year because we were at Long Beach, and Courtney really looks nothing like Ashley, but somebody came up. And Courtney's standing there with me watching the race with her mother. And the guy said, are you Ashley Forrest? And Courtney turned around and said, no. And <laughs> that was it. That's all there was to it. Wasn't going to sign an autograph. Wasn't going to do She wasn't being nasty. She was like, no, no, I'm not no. Courtney. So, I mean, I'm not Ashley. So, and it just, oh, I thought it was so funny. <laughs> she's, she's not at all rude, but it's just like, no, I'm not who you think I am. So, period. Like, <laughs> no, nope. great. Nope. <laughs> so, anyway, they're fun to uh, be around. They, they seem uh, like it. Wow. Oh. But anyway, were well, you two staying safe? We are. We are. Well, now we you're are. Nurse, so you're not. <laughs> yeah, I got. Um, I bought a reusable N95, so I feel more secure with that. Um, so. <laughs> so. All right, Miss Lawyer, are you being safe? Are you I am. Home? I'm working from home, and I am I am not seeing anybody but for I, – I do see my parents. I, I will have to say that those are the two people that I see, but nobody else. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. mainly for doggy play days. Yeah, that's, that's really so my dog and their dog can play together. Um, otherwise, eh, I wouldn't see it. Well, that's like Beth Bowles and I. I mean, they've got cash, um, a Labradoodle mm-hmm. that belonged to their niece who had a baby, and then she decided she couldn't keep it. And I was going to mm. adopt it, but I have a wild spaniel, so I didn't think I needed a wild one-year-old Labradoodle. Oh, no. So we go over and have no. play dates, and they've got four acres, and they go out there and, and Beth and I social distance and, and talk about old times. We talked about Rosina Brabham and Jeff came over last night from Australia, and oh, wow. they're here for the summer social distancing. Well, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. They think, well, whatever. <laughs> um, so we have a fun time. Talking about old days and whatnot, so it's it's good. That's the only person I see in person. Yeah. So, and all my okay. dogs are playing rug right now because they're exhausted from being over there. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's what you need the doggy days for. So I guess exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because none of them are very old, so they all just need to kind of like chill yep. out with their. In fact, one of them is just lying here with his chew bone in his mouth, sound asleep, snoring. I'm like, okay, good, fine. <laughs> We're swimming. That's a great moment. <laughs> yes, and he's the oh. one-year-old, so. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. But, well, it was fun talking to you girls. Thank you. Yes, this has it been was wonderful. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us, and happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's oh, thank Day. Thank you very much. Call me anytime. Oh, well, Take we care. Care. You, you too. too. And we hope to see you at a racetrack very soon. Yes. I, I hope so, safe. too. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Stay safe. You, you too. too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so joining us today for our special Mother's Day episode, we have Beth Bowles. 
Um, and she's got a pretty famous son. Um, she's actually got four fabulous sons. Yeah. Um, but I would say, I think the one that our listeners are most familiar with is uh, Connor Daly. <laughs> yeah. Firstborn. <laughs> yes. Oh my. The, so the rule. Is, the rule follower. The firstborn. Yep. So over fifty-five. Make sure you have your seatbelt on. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's interesting yeah. to know. Yeah. That is funny. I. Uh, yeah. Can imagine. It, yeah. <laughs> so Molly and I are also firstborn, so you know we have to. Hey. You know, you have to pave the way. Well, you and I yeah. are. We're kind blended of firstborn. firstborns. Yeah, yeah, we're blended firstborns. We're we're first of the second batch. <laughs> first, I guess. There you go. First of the Brady bunch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you uh, are no stranger to spending time on racetracks. Um, mm. How. How was it when uh, when Connor said he wanted to wanted to race, and and you realized that all of your life was going to be spent on racetracks? Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, obviously his father was a race driver, Jarek, uh, mm-hmm. and I think he. I don't actually think we wanted him to be in racing, you know, because it's a tough road. Um, but then again, I do believe that people have certain gifts that God gives them, and so. You know, Derek basically took all three boys. At one point, we had all three out racing go-karts. And it was kind of funny because, again, firstborn, but Connor was the only one that would come in and debrief at, like, 11 years old. Whereas the other ones were like, hey, where's my friends? You know, that was fun. Now I got to go find my friends and play. So um, that said, I mean, once it became serious, Connor's – hard to believe but he's pretty serious and focused uh that was it he was just going to be a race driver and uh you know i am i'm a race fan too so i hate to say that this would be my hmm, 51st indy 500 i've never missed wow so i like to say i was in my mother's womb when i went to my yes. first one. so obviously but saying that it was exciting for me obviously to think that he would do that and watching him all along it was like I think he's got something I mean you know he and Joseph were always together always Mm. racing together and they were good so it was kind of like inevitable Uh, yeah Yeah. it's scary yeah I I hear the dogs yeah I don't know why I'm just going to shut myself in our room she's being loud it's fine it's quarantine time that's right She's angry about something. She is. She is spicy. Yes, it happens. So, <laughs> having, you know, he's he's been doing this for a for a while now. You're a very talented, very funny uh, son, by the way. Um, yeah. Before we started this, we were talking about how much we enjoy his Twitch right now, and the and the whatever we're calling this. Um, what of his career? What's kind of been your favorite moment so far? Oh, okay. Let's see. Well, I mean, I enjoyed watching him at some of those in Europe. That was amazing. Mm. Just being one of the only Americans over there. Um, I, I of course thought the first C five hundred was unbelievable, and the fact that he was with AJ Foy. Yeah, a living legend, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, you know what? I'm gonna pause for a sec. Molly, you want to yell at her real quick? I don't know what. Like I'm in my laundry room. See, I know. I'm like, 
It's just, I'm like, I feel like it's cutting in and out on best dancers. Stop it. Now. Okay. I'm like, I, I've I'm never heard that dog myself. bark. I know, right? I've never heard that dog bark that much in my life. That's the no, hilarious part about that. No, it be a burglar. That. That's all I know. But I'm fine. All right. She's, she's, she's mollified now. Okay. Sorry about did that. You, did you, like, muzzle it? Oh. I just gave her a toy. <laughs> she knew oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so um, so you're saying Connor driving for AJ Foyt Racing? I think that was cool. His his uh, very first race was amazing. Um, yeah. The very first qualifying was absolutely terrifying for me. I just oh my gosh, that was that was that was terrifying. Um, but I think this year's race was pretty memorable as well because I think we have had some pretty rough Indy 500s. Mm-hmm. And the year that his car burned up before the race started, uh, um, yeah. like even the race that he was with Foyt, they had two pit fires. I mean, it's just been kind of rough on these on the 500. So for me to see uh, him in the top five yeah. so long in the race, I was mm-hmm. living in a surreal world that he's in that position. He could win the race, but but better yet the biggest fear in racing is unemployment. Mm, um, yeah. For me, people go, are you scared? I'm like, yeah, scared of unemployment. So yeah. I feel like poor Connor's always having to prove himself. Yeah. So again, here we are six or whatever, 500 later. And he finally proved himself that, Hey, yeah. get a good car. Look how good <laughs> I can be. Right. Yeah. Um, and And then I guess another highlight would be that, at the end of the day that the Air Force actually was loyal to him yeah, was, was yeah. as a mom, yeah. you know. Um, and I knew General Levitt uh, and actually even went down to see her receive her second star, the two-star wow. general. So, I mean, it, we kind of had developed a nice relationship. It's just that was a really nice thing last year. So that was. Yeah. That was. And it, it is. It's exciting to see that they've they stuck with him and they really are just like all in with him. Even now and in this weird off season, they're like, yeah, you know, I racing there with them and like call of duty or whatever it is. Yeah. Call of duty was with their gaming group. And I think for, for him to be with Ed Carpenter, you know, again, it's like for Doug and I, we sit there and go, Oh gosh, you know, it's kind of storybook for Doug. He's like, oh, my gosh, if one of those two could ever win this race, I don't know what <laughs> I know it. myself. I mean, it's to have two local people together yeah. is just a dream team. And I, you know, appreciate, you know, Ed and, you know, of course, again, mostly the Air Force for, you know, making the marriage happen. Oh, yeah. Well, no, and the Air Force and Connor, I mean, that that is just a partnership that goes together. I mean, it's like peanut butter and jelly. Oh, yeah. Um, really. He's and, such a... Yeah. Well, and as soon as, you know, the deal with Ed Carpenter Racing was announced, Molly and I immediately were like, this is the most patriotic team in the past. And I think for Ed, you know, he was kind of like, wow, I'm glad this finally happened because I got so sick of everybody abusing me. Why didn't hire Connor? (laughs) It's a business. If you don't have the money, Ed's not hiring just because you have a nice smile, you know? Yeah. You have to have the money. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Well, and the two of them are are both very funny guys, but aren't they? Yeah, they are. And and I have thoroughly enjoyed 
um, the banter between the two of them on iRacing. Uh, yeah, you know, they, they um, the neat thing is Ed has welcomed Connor during this quarantine to work out at his house. So they get to do this every day. And I, I don't think Connor's ever gotten to know Ed, like, of course, like he has now. And it's just a great, it's been great for him. You know, he really respects the guy and thinks he's a, mm-hmm. a great guy. So. Yeah. So cool. So yeah. No, cool. they, um, yeah, they're, they're a great pair together. We are, we're very excited. I mean, yeah. very I'm excited. Or- I'm ordering state flags for, cause I'm, I'm, I'm in the whole make it positive, speak it into existence type deal for qualifying for the 500. We're going to have. Oh, that's right. Yeah. State flag for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Molly is going to wear the Indiana state flag as a kid. There you go. She has already promised that. That's um, it. That's, that'll be big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we want, we want a one, two on qualifying. Yeah. Well, we I want to, I'm going to try. Yeah. That, you know, yeah, I don't even like to think about it. It's so fascinating yeah. to think yeah. how well Ed's team's done. I was actually looking at a mask the other day to buy that's got, black and gray camo and the shark teeth on it. I think that's perfect <gasps> for me. Mm-hmm. That's oh, so cool. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I need yeah that. there you go. That's yep. perfect. Yeah. Now, now as, a, as a mom of a driver, um, do you have any kind of like race day superstitions that you do when you're, you know, either at the race or if you're watching from home? Uh, never watch at home. I would be there, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, you know, I, I know. think I, I, I mean, fortunately for me, I've had like wor- working in sweet hospitality for years. There, it's like thirty years I've been in hospitality, so it's slower than it used to be. So it's allowed me to kind of be down when you know they do all the announcing in the first few laps. Then I used to go up in my suites and take care of clients, which kind of distracted mm. me from the worry. And I look up at the TV occasionally, but um, this year I got to be, you know, there, um, the fun thing is when the drivers are in the green room, um, obviously the wives are there and, you know, we don't have one of those yet, but, uh, Sandy Andretti was there, which is, you know, uh, Marco's mom and I've known Sandy forever. So the neat thing is like where the wives hang out, the moms were too, and so I got to follow uh, Connor out to the grid and, you know, and, and Doug's kind of busy. So I sometimes don't see him. Um, yeah, he's just a little bit busy that day. He's a little busy. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, what I try and do, I guess, traditionally is stay down uh, in that pit area if I can for the fir- the first 10 laps are enough to drive me insane. I don't Ooh. even want to look. I just can't, can't even stand the 10, first 10 laps. I want everybody to get in some sort of a rhythm, you know, and then uh-huh. uh, I did happen to get up above the pits and stand in the uh, gasoline, alley, gasoline alley bleachers. And that was great because I could watch pit stops and see a lot of stuff go by. But I kind of oh. like to be by myself. I don't like to, I don't want to talk to people and, you know, I don't, yes. I don't I really get that. Talk. I, and, oh, I know what I do. I always cry. I always cry the first, usually the the start of the race, because I think that's how I handle the emotion of the fear and the excitement. I just kind of start crying a little bit. I, no, that makes sense. I, 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 I cry over everything. <laughs> kind of letting out, letting out the steam, kind of, yep. you know, whatever yep. it is. That makes complete sense. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I get it. 
I mean, I Molly and I both say we're like, if you go to the Indy 500 and you don't shed a single tear, you have no soul. Oh, I don't know. But, yeah, I cry at the flyovers, and I cry. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I'm always crying, but you know. And then I can literally, I can literally uh, envision Connor winning, and I can tear up, and I, I feel my heart racing. <laughs> if he ever won that thing or got the pole, I don't know. They'd have to find. I'd be down on the ground. They'd have to shovel me up. Uh, <laughs> oh. oh, of course. Oh. Oh. Man, I want that yeah, no. It would be, yeah. That would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Not for you to have to be shoveled up. No. No, no, no. no, no, no. I know. Yeah, but I wouldn't even care, you know. Yeah. You, you, would, need, you would need a handler. I can, tell you, I can tell you one thing. If that ever happened, it would be one of the craziest winter circles you would ever see. I think the whole place would erupt oh. for him too, though. Well, I do think. I mean, Doug always thinks about who he kind of, you know, would be good for the speedway to win. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, sure. and there's always those certain people that he's like, oh, you know, this would bring the house down, or oh, this would be amazing. And you know, obviously, any local. I mean, if Ed Carpenter yeah. won, it would be like, oh yeah, Katie bar the door, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. It, just local people are cool mm-hmm. and. Certain people have different, you know, fan bases. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say, if, if Connor won, that actually might get everybody from the snake pit yeah. to, to get themselves <laughs> to a screen. Yeah. yeah. They that might, might actually get themselves stop up. Yeah. yeah. They'd be like, like hold up. He might win, you guys. Yeah. Put on our watch. <laughs> am, I, am I drunk? Am I drunker? Or is this real? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, gosh. Right. In heaven. But yeah, no, Ed Carpenter and Connor both would, would bring the house down. That everybody yeah. loves that hometown hero. It is mm-hmm. true thing. They kinda of like that stuff. So anyway, yeah, so that's a, that's mom's side of that part. That's really Excellent. interesting. What so what's cool? your um what other scoop? Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, who's cool and who's not? No. Um, <laughs> I mean, wait now, a are we about to on or off the record? <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll save that for when we're not recording. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like you've also kind of been a mom to a couple of guys in the paddock. Because um, how many different race car drivers have lived at your house at this point? I know. You know what? We have some fun memories. I like we live. We had a couch in the basement that I took from Suite Thirty Seven, and it was there for a long time, and then in our basement for a long time probably the largest couch I've ever seen in my life. But um, I think it began with an Irish guy who was, uh, who tried to do, I think, uh, not Indy Lights, but a Star Mazda. He mm. came and lived here for three or four months. And then he left and we got an Australian kid who did Indy Lights just for about, I think, a month. And then uh, I think Jack Harvey was our longest kind of current resident driver yeah <laughs> Jack, because I met Jack over when Connor was doing GP3 and and they were teammates over there and you know great guy and then he came uh-huh. to Houston to the Houston race and he said oh my I could never race in heat like this you know and then he said well I'd like to stay in Indy and so he moved in I think in maybe October and then we took him on our Thanksgiving break to Vail stayed out with the Lazier's and Jack went with us, and we all stayed out there together. And then he came back, and I do think he went back to Christmas in England. But yeah, we love Jack. He's- Reluctantly, maybe. 
Yeah, yeah. So, and and then he came back and we we hunted for apartments together. He and I did not to live together, but we, you know, just for him. <laughs> and, uh, it was just cute. He was a he's he's a great a really great guy. And um, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of been the basement's been famous. Townsend Bell. Another story is Townsend drove for Panther racing mm. with Doug Panther. And the one summer that Townsend drove for Panther, he wanted his family to live in the Midwest, not California. So they rented the house next to us, which happened to be empty. And we had a fabulous uh, summer with them living next door. And one night, uh, we heard this noise in the basement. It sounded like a, a car, right? And we got up, and Townsend had come in through our basement door and was on the racing simulator to try and learn the Edinburgh Canadian racetrack on our racing player. <laughs> so, I mean, between so race simulators, you know, Joseph, Joseph Newgarden would come over at Christmas. We'd do gingerbread houses together. Um, when they were in high school, they had matching, kind of like close to matching. Of course, Joseph was always new. Uh, Subarus. So they got the same cars together. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, we've grown up with some of these people. I mean, James Hinchcliffe was over when he was just a no-name indie lights driver. And uh, sorry, James. And um, <laughs> and and he would come over and a couple other guys, and we would do sledding. Like we would take four wheelers around the neighborhood and sled behind it. Oh, that is so, awesome! Yeah, we wow. had some great driver history at the home. So <laughs> so. What I'm hearing is basically all of the cool 500 drivers and announcers owe their career to you and your basement. Is well, that... I think to put them down is memorable times. <laughs> <laughs> memorable times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of simulation driving going on down here because I, for my business, I had simulators uh, that I would ship to different parts of the country for uh, conventions and trade shows. And I had at one time, I think, three or four simulators in the basement. So needless to say, there was a lot of practice going on down here. So, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Fun. Very, very fun. I could talk uh, a lot, couldn't I? That's okay. No, that's all right. No. And, and <laughs> well, don't worry. You know, we always talk with you. <laughs> but, always. Oh, yeah. Well, and. Four wheelers, sledding behind four wheelers. That is, yeah, yeah. That is something that uh, you, have, you have to be a mom of a, a boy. Yeah. Boys, yeah. No, that's no, yeah. We do. We are the hillbillies of the neighborhood. That's what I know. <laughs> yeah, we do redneck wakeboarding in the backyard as well. <laughs> yep, that's fun. that's that. Yeah, that does yeah. sound fun. <laughs> We're very creative. I think God gave me boys for a reason. Yeah, yeah. So. but you know what? I, you 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 can keep those boys online and still have fun. So yeah, I mean we you, do have fun. It's just yeah. I mean, and I think there is obviously, you know, I used to race jet skis. I think there's mm-hmm. always that thing about I'm very competitive as well. So it's just kind of been it's it's fun. I mean, I my one son was a lacrosse player in college. I've got the other kid racing jet skis. So there's always something going on, you know, kind yeah. of fun. Yeah. 
Well, and my older sister has two boys, and yeah, I think there's just a quality about boy moms. Um, well, and, I figure I'm very blessed. So yeah. I mean, I think the hardest, the hardest and funniest part is uh, no girls, so I didn't get, I don't get much scoop, you know. So oh yeah. I'm home from something, and I'll be like, okay, so like, who was there? Like, who was with who at the party? Nobody. The, nobody you know. I don't know, mom. Like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? I sure do know people. Come on now. Nope. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> I, I get no scoop. <laughs> See, Connor needs to have a girlfriend, so you have somebody to dish with. You need some scoop. Oh, I don't know. I'll tell you. Mm. <laughs> That's going to be someday. I can tell you that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. Have to pass my test. Well, we, you know, this being the the Mother's Day kind of episode we're we're putting together, we're asking, talking with moms, and at some point we're going to talk with our moms. Uh, That's going to be scary. But one of the questions we definitely kind of wanted to have answered is, you know, you're you're a mom, and that's a very special position. Um, and what is that kind of one wish right now you're wishing for, for Connor? Uh, I mean, the number one thing is obviously health and safety, mm. you know, just and for for him to really, you know, know that God has given him a gift. I mean, oh. I think for, I think at times we, you know, the world is so materialistic and so full of need, want, you know, got to have. And I just, I think sometimes, and hoping this situation, you step back and say, wow, I think we all have been on such fast paces that we need to stop and say, you know, God, I thank you for so much, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when when we sit and we complain about, we didn't get the sponsor here, we didn't do that, we didn't, our car's not good enough, like, I think Doug and I will sit there and go, oh, wow, you know, forgive me, because... As as we look and see how many guys race go-karts and want to race and want to be race drivers, or it's like football players, how many people do it. And then when you narrow it down to the people that actually get the opportunity, hmm. like, it's a really small number. Like, I think of Connor and Joseph literally came up through hundreds of kids yeah. that mm-hmm. all race together between go-karting and Star Mazda, Indy Lights, um, Formula Fords, whatever they did, all those people. And, you know, you can sit around and complain, but I think for him to just be safe and have a healthy lifestyle and understand where his gifts come from. That is fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so I'm I mean, crying. On, on, the, on, the, on the worldly side, I'd want him to win a race. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's that that's that selfish side you know well, I, yeah. the, bottom, the bottom line is you, god knows you want that right Everything yeah, mom yeah. <laughs> but i think there's more to just like that and i hope that's what he ends up just knowing where his gifts are from you know so that's yeah. so awesome that's, that is yeah. so awesome oh thank oh, you well. Well, thank you so much for doing this interview, and happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy we love Mother's you guys. Day. We love you. Yeah, we'll see all your new outfits for racing. Hey, <laughs> guess what? I've got two new outfits that you will knock your socks off over. Oh, like, 
I can't wait. wait. No, I had a lady who takes T-shirts and makes things out of. So she makes dresses and stuff out of T-shirts. So she took all of my Conrad Daly shirts from his from when he was little all the way up. You know your little sponsored shirts and all that. Yeah. And she gave me two dresses that are covered with all of Conrad Daly's T-shirts. Oh my gosh. I can't awesome. wait to see these. They're oh, fantastic. So awesome. He did a fantastic job, and I was so excited to don them in in May. But I mean, they're pretty summerish, so August I think will be probably work for August. So, yeah. <laughs> so I can't wait. To see you, and I'm sorry we're not going to be together on Mother's Day, but you know, hug your moms, and uh, we, we love you guys, <laughs> and and God bless you all, and um, Thank thanks you. for the time. Thank, Thank you. you. We love you too. Hug your family. Yeah. Thanks, kiddo. See you guys. Bye. Bye. And as oh, you boy. know, this is our special Mother's Day episode. And so no Mother's Day would be complete without mine and Molly's mothers. So, oh, yeah. So we've got our moms joining us today. Um, so my mom, Bertie Gunyan Meyer, is quite famous on her own. Um, you want to say hi and introduce yourself, mom? Sure. Hi, everybody. I'm almost as famous as my daughter, Abby, huh? <laughs> so yes, Bertie Gunyan Meyer. And I specialize in pregnancy and postpartum depression and anxiety, better known as postpartum depression, or should be known professionally as perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. But I am the one who introduced my daughter to the race to start with by living in Speedway, Indiana. That is so true. So did the Hellikers too, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Speaking of Hellikers, so my mom's on here as well, Teresa. Hi, mom. Um, she is famous for hugs. <laughs> she so is famous hi, for hugs. <laughs> <laughs> She's now newly retired, mom. Isn't that right? Yes. I'm so happy for you, Teresa. And I retired at the end of 2018 from IU Health, and then Teresa retired just recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, February 14th. Woo-hoo. I don't know how long it's going to be. They kind of want me to come back, and I may. It's it's looking better and better the longer I'm shut up in this house. <laughs> with Dad, right? With the, with the golf cart driver. I think we should probably clarify she's stuck with our golf cart driver yes 24 yeah. 7 because he can't yeah. leave no no and, uh, <laughs> and he really can't be trusted by himself no no <laughs> no, no not at all oh all right so we thought this would kind of be a fun question what did you guys think that we would grow up to do or be when we were kids Well, hopefully not dope addicts. That was my main goal is to keep you from being dope addicts. You know? Thanks, Mom. Because <laughs> that was such a concern for Molly and I as children. Yeah, yeah. It was such an issue. Yes. <laughs> oh, they were the sweetest little girls, weren't they? And look what happens to them, happened to them now. Uh, the I like it when they listen to us, you know, Bird, but they now they good. just make fun and walk away. I know. They hey. did. I actually thought this is uh, Abby. One of my stories for Abby is I knew that Abby would be whatever she wanted to be. And I remember one time that I said to her, 
girl, I think you beat to a different drum. And she said, I am the drummer, mom. How about that? And I was like, I mean, she was in grade school saying stuff like that to me, but um, I don't know that I really had in my head what you would be other than you always said you wanted to be a vet because you loved animals, but mm. I was so proud when you became a nurse. I can't even <laughs> tell you. Uh, Teresa, would you like to say something sweet about me? No. Oh, oh, am I, this is where I'm supposed to talk. Uh, You're supposed yeah. to lie, remember? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been working on it. Okay. Uh, you don't mind if I don't read from the script. Okay. Nobody can see. It. It's okay. okay. No, <laughs> frankly, uh, Molly was always, um, we always kind of thought she'd be a lawyer, to be honest, because she was always quite able to defend herself. She, when she did something, she always had a reason of why she did it. And it all seemed reasonable to her. I mean, even when she was little, we were trying to get her to start eating with a spoon rather than with her fingers. She would <laughs> hold her hands up and say, spoon fingers. And we're like freaking out because already she's starting the arguments, you know. It's like, okay, <laughs> go ahead and just eat with your hands for the rest of your life. See if we care, you know. Maybe that's she, why I like fry food. Uh, but she and when she you know got older and had kids over she was organized she had a list of things that you know this is what we're going to do of course none of them paid any attention to her which totally irritated her but she had this list and it she'd be really frustrating come talk to us and say we didn't do anything on the list that's not what they're doing you know it's like Calm down. Go back in with Abby. <laughs> now she's yeah. a lawyer. Yeah, it was it was Abby's not doing what's on the list. Yeah, yeah. no, Abby. <laughs> it's okay. You can say it, Mom. Uh, no, Abby's I, not doing what's on the list, and she's recruited other friends to her side. She's turned I can tell you exactly who it was, but we won't go into that. <laughs> 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 oh. For Abby, you know what? Honestly, I always thought Abby would be a cop because she was so close to Joe and mm. she just would push everything to the edge and defend it in a, in a, hmm, a military way. way. Okay, you know? And so um, I, I was really pleased to see that she became a nurse you know, I just was really thrilled about that because obviously she's a very caring person and we can vouch for that. When Chick was in the hospital, that woman 24-7. <laughs> they were both smart girls, right? They yeah. were smart. They were always smart. We knew they yeah. were smart. Yeah, too smart sometimes for their yeah. own good. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> but they Mom, were. What do you think Molly would grow up to be? I, I'm sorry. I guess I never thought about what Molly was going to grow up to be. <laughs> okay. It never crossed my mind to wonder what Molly was going to grow up to be. I knew you both would grow up to be something amazing because, like I just said, seriously, you were both so smart. And you were mm -hmm. both really caring people. Um, Molly was the introvert. Abby was the yep. extrovert. Um, but... 
I guess I never even worried about that you wouldn't be something amazing. Yeah. I can remember when Abby would come down and spend, you know, like a week with us. Yep. <laughs> Her being the extroverted, Molly being the introverted. After she would leave, Molly would be different. You know, <laughs> she'd be a little more outward. A little more extroverted. <laughs> yeah, it didn't last long, but it was very different. It was like, whoa, you know. It didn't go she... the other way, Teresa. It never went the other way. Abby never became introverted after being with Molly. <laughs> oh, I would so, say it, it doesn't go that way anymore. After a race weekend, Molly kind of shuts down. Like, I know that there's a limit on how many texts I'll get a response to for the two days after a race weekend. Like, I could send 25 texts, but I'm only going to get a response to three a day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bertie, I think you were working. Um, obviously, you were a nurse as well as, as uh, Abby was. But, um, and Joe brought uh, the girls over. And it was right after Chick had built a, um, oh, a God. The swing, swing set. set. Yeah. Yeah. And Molly never quite had the hang of how enjoyable this could be. You know, because Harrison was just like all over it and Molly would swing and, you know, she'd climb up into the little Ford area and that was about it. So Joe brought the girls over after church. <laughs> Abby being Abby was out there and was like hanging from the highest, you know, upside down, down <laughs> crawling up the sides of it. And I'll be darned if Molly didn't start doing it. And we'd had it for like two weeks. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, finally, after watching Abby, she figured out that she could do this stuff too. And, and we of course, have Abby was taking like, all uh, risks. Huh? Abby risk taking, of course. Mm -hmm. Well, and Molly being very, you know, now let's Cautious. check all this out before we do it, you know. So we appreciated that, Abby. <laughs> well, and I just want to say, to be fair, we had a swing set in the backyard. We did. Like our entire childhood. And who do you think hung me upside down the first time? Dad. <laughs> okay. Father. I didn't even know that it was a possibility until dad was like, here, hook your knees over. This will be fun. <laughs> here. And then he's like, fun. you can flip on it too. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> hey, I think we answered the next question. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know that mom did. So yeah, yeah favorite, favorite story favorite of, of, well, yeah. So favorite story of your child and favorite story of the other host. So Teresa definitely told her favorite story of me, but I don't know that she told her favorite story of Molly. I don't know. Oh, golly. Molly surprised us often. So is that a favorite? I, you know, there's just They're, some weird ones, but um, when she was in middle school, they had I don't know, some kind of complication. I think it was, Molly, you may have to correct me, but I think it was either six going into seventh or maybe on the right Yeah. And Molly said, yeah, guys come, you know, and. Oh, yep, it was six going sing. into seventh. Okay. And so she said, we're going to sing. And when, and in fact, she said, we're going to sing Scarborough Fair. And I thought, oh, how cute. She didn't, she didn't give us all the details. <laughs> so we're sitting in the audience and we're watching and all of a sudden they said, and now Molly Hilliker and Molly came out by herself, my introvert and sang Scarborough Fair. 
And Chick and I not only are sitting there completely dumbfounded, but all of our friends and neighbors were leaning forward and say, we didn't know Molly could sing like that. And we're like, we didn't know she could either. sing like that either. <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting with egg on our face because people are like, you didn't know she could sing? <laughs> well, sorry, but no, didn't know this. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Well, so, she's quite the fan of karaoke now so oh really oh that's for sure that's what's up that's for sure oh yeah that's what's up he has a karaoke you say i'm not gonna go because your family doesn't go to good karaoke spots and i'll say that on the podcast well they drink and i'll say it straight to their ivy league faces (laughs) i guess she will (laughs) well (laughs) yeah that's Uh an fyfm moment for sure oh no molly molly and i love karaoke Uh uh-huh we go out of our way to find karaoke because mm-hmm. there's always somebody at a camping race that has a karaoke set up at their campsite. So is that what we should get you for Christmas is a karaoke system? Oh, I won't have a voice if we have our own system. It's yeah. probably best that I just utilize somebody else's. Um, a whole I already have a megaphone and some would say that's too much power. Only <laughs> when it goes off in the back of the van. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's got a siren that has a very, um, very touchy siren, button. very touchy switch. And sometimes it just jostles and mm-hmm. it turns on and it's in the very back of the van and we're a good seven miles from our exit. So we just have to hear a police siren just going oh, off over, gosh. over. There's video. I'll have to find the video again. Yeah, it's oh, driving so fast that it really worries you. you well, know? initially, yeah. always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it always happens when I'm driving. Um, it does and I always try to get Molly driving. to climb in the back and turn it off, and she won't. No, I pull the damn car over first. <laughs> Good for you, Molly. Don't you thank you, Birdie? Thank you, Mrs. Meyer. <laughs> yes, that's my favorite story of Molly. Of course, is that <laughs> no matter how many times she was so polite, and she, no matter how many times I would tell her she could call me Birdie. She couldn't do it because her parents taught her to call people Mr. and Mrs., of course. Mm-hmm. So she would say, hi, Mrs. Meyer. Thank you, Mrs. Meyer. Goodbye, Mrs. Meyer. Mrs. Meyer, may I have a... No, thank you, Mrs. Meyer. And I would say over and over, Molly, you can call me Bertie. Okay. And then the next time, Mrs. Meyer. <laughs> so now I have told her, Teresa, if you don't know this, I've now told her, I don't want you to call me Bertie. I want you to mm-hmm. only call me Mrs. Meyer. <laughs> I love to hear her say it. Thank you, Mrs. Meyer. Uh, Hello, well, Mrs. There, Meyer. The first race weekend that Molly spent with us, you were like, Molly, I swear to God, if you call me Mrs. Meyer one more time, <laughs> like you were like, I swear to God, Molly, just call me Bertie. Because Mo- that was the first weekend that Molly spent the whole weekend with us. And uh, we should have made Mrs. Meyer a drinking game. We should. Ooh, that's a new race weekend oh. drinking game. Yeah, but but now mom has reverted back. And she's like, mm-hmm. Molly, no, no, call I me Mrs. Meyer. I know. It's okay. It's the same voice that both of our mothers use when they've had a couple glasses of wine. And they say, Abby, Molly, play me something play the piano. on the piano. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know we also know in the background it's right there yeah as is that yeah oh <laughs> your grandbaby mom oh. <laughs> anyway bird your favorite story about abby though Gosh. i'm ready 
I know. I do. Honestly, how can I pick one? My favorite I know. story of Abby. There's so many. Um, well, I could go all the way back to grade school and my, oh, I just thought of another one too. I got lots of them. Um, okay. So let's go back you hear that, Beth? That's why I've got all the scrapbooks. I was fascinating. <laughs> it's because you were the first child. That's why. <laughs> because I was oh, fascinating. No, don't worry, Beth. I don't have any either. Take this away from me. <laughs> yes, you do, Molly. All right. Sorry. Maybe a little. No, when you were in fourth grade, so in a grade school right here in Speedway, Indiana. At right across the street from you. Right mm-hmm. across the street. Um, spelling bee. And Abby was in fourth grade and won the entire damn thing as a fourth grader. Beat the fifth graders and the sixth graders. And when she spelled that last with the word right i mean i could have burst with pride oh Oh my gosh unbelievable went to state um that was in fifth grade though i didn't go to state in fourth grade but i went oh that's true you didn't i gotta ruin the story abby well because i won the spelling bee twice she didn't didn't go to state fourth grade (laughs) and in fifth grade i came in fourth in the city thank you very much and 32nd in the state and then in sixth grade what'd you do when you went to state abby um, I actually came in second and sixth grade. I didn't win three years in a row. Uh, Patrick Kenny won, um, which he deserved it. And frankly, I was tired of fucking studying spelling words. Um, I, was, yeah. I was very good at it. And I actually, we laughed about this on our family group message because dad studying with him was exhausting because we didn't just study. We had to learn the etymology and the Latin yes. and German roots behind it. And especially if it was an element or anything having to do with chemistry, I had to learn about that element and and all of that and there were some words that he'd go through and you know and would he'd be following along as I'm spelling but my mom is the best speller in the family and so she would legit like just like glance at a page and then holler at a word and then be doing something else while I'm spelling not even looking at the book and she'd be like nope start again so hey Abby I have a question about learning the latin roots of a word now is it true that if you know one romance language you know them all it is true in fact that if you know one romance language you can speak you can communicate with anybody else who speaks any other romance language because they're all based on latin that that is a fact that that is a fact okay here's the other story that came to mind and it really will go well for both of you um as as Teresa and I both know, they both play piano. And yes, we do ask them sweetly, please play a song yeah. for me. I, we love hearing our girls play piano. And yes, they're both very good. They always were. And they're both still good now. But I remember at contest and Abby came out of the room after playing some beautiful piece. Uh, the Chopin piece. Chopin and she looked at me and said that bitch gave me a second (laughs) remember that was it Imsa I I have I I may have said so many ismas and said yeah it it was an isma um I I may have said skank no mm -mm, you did you (laughs) talked because I remember saying oh my god that girl 
Yeah, I didn't realize there was an appeals process at that point in time. Otherwise, I would have Because it was at the regional level. I didn't even get the state because she gave me a two at the regional level. I know. Bullshit. I didn't know there was an appeals process? Yeah, there's an appeals process. Not at the, well, whatever. Yeah, no, there is. That was the first time that you'd ever done it. And that's why you were pissed because you really had played it well. It was the first time that I actually played an entire piece and didn't miss a single note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. you know how normally like you miss, you miss a couple notes and they mark you off in one category for like your fingering or whatever, you know, they don't mark mm-hmm. you in eight different categories. Right. They just have one thing. Yeah. yeah. She had one complaint, but marked me in every category for it. Yeah. Oh, hell mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that was the last man. year that Abby did solo an ensemble. Yeah. On Abby piano. said I'm not going anymore. I'm not yeah, going I did anymore. it. I did it for other things. Like I did it with, you know, brass ensembles. Cause that was mm-hmm. fun. I did fun singing stuff. I accompanied other people. Like I did stuff that was fun, but I was like, no, I'm very proud of my piano playing. I don't need somebody <laughs> telling me that I'm not good enough when I know that I am. I don't need this bitch telling me about my life. Yeah. Right. That was, that was your exact words almost. I'm not going yeah. back again. I was running out of space on my letter jacket for those awards anyway. I know. <laughs> Biatch. <laughs> well you know molly played the piano courses you know and she she took lessons from um the um school of music one of the kids uh, one of the tas at the school of music but his wife also taught oboe and so she got molly interested in the oboe which don't get me wrong i love the oboe and molly got really fascinated with the oboe and was playing it then in the school band of which she competed and and won you know i can't think what all she won because i i never remember that stuff dear you did great but that's all i can tell you you can remind us but anyway that works mom thank you it it made her piano go to the back seat although she still played it but she didn't take lessons in all the way through high school did you molly no i finished through high school did you yeah, you yeah, did longer did. than I did. Okay. I just remember we left you one day there, and I didn't know if you'd ever go back after we forgot well, that about was you. Before I was in um, high school, I believe. I was still high. in grade school when you left me at the School of Music in Bloomington, well, Indiana, and I was a young child, and this was before the cell phones, okay? Right. <laughs> That's right. And I didn't really leave you. I just no, forgot. I was left. You I left me there. She just—I didn't leave you. I just forgot to come back and get you. You also Actually, left me at band practice too. Well, <laughs> that was your brother. I mean, this I is now my hey, favorite hey, story. At you, and he didn't. See, it's his fault. <laughs> no, 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 he's not part of this. <laughs> oh my gosh, how funny! You did. Too yeah, good. we're both in band. <laughs> Abby loved her band and all that stuff too. And I was happy because, you know, I loved it too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we both played in band, didn't we, Bird? Yeah, didn't I played play clarinet. Band? I did too. That's what That's I was what thinking. I thought we both played clarinet. Yeah. Woodwinds, baby. You Yeah, flow good. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, Lord. Take that out. Take that out. No, no. Oh, oh that's staying oh, in. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Sure, I'll <laughs> take it out, Mom. You oh, all right. What's the best embarrassing story that you have? 
that will allow you to tell. Yeah. I have one. I'm ready. Go, Go ahead. Yeah, look, look, Bird, that's the only question she saw Bird's on the like, question ready. list. No, I had to think about it, but I, I, this is the most embarrassing to me. Although okay. you won't find okay. it embarrassing. I hope not. I hope this isn't going to end with an, uh, I'm really disappointed in you. <laughs> I hope not either. I hope not either. When I think about her, what's the most embarrassing thing? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, there wasn't much that you could do to embarrass me. Um, or that you would do to, you know what I mean? I mean, when you're a little girl and you would be walking somewhere and you'd say loudly, my vagina itches, you know, that didn't bother me um, <laughs> because that's the way we talked. We talked about normal body parts, right? But yeah. it would shock other people and embarrass them. But here's my most <laughs> embarrassing story. And really it's hard, Teresa, it's hard to really believe that she did this still to this day. So we're at a banquet at the high school and um, she had been asked to give. No, no, we're not telling that story. (laughs) (laughs) Is this this the God forgives all sins story? Yeah. Yeah, we're not telling that story on the air. Wait, Uh -uh. were you a Baptist for a minute? Because I. No, No, I wasn't, but we're not telling that story. This is not in well. (laughs) I I mean, Molly, you are going to cut this. Yep. You know what? I'll tell. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just saying that God forgives all sins. Oh, and... no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. I want your mother's version. All right. Mom can tell the version, but you're going to have to pick a different story. Why yeah, in the fuck worry. would you think that wouldn't be embarrassing for me today? Well, it's an embarrassing story. It's what you all asked for. That okay, will allow that you to tell. That will allow you to tell. <laughs> you can no, tell no, this. No. You can continue telling this at parties, and that's fine because you do. I know. But we're not putting this on the podcast. All right, go ahead, Mom. You ready, Teresa? Yeah. I'm not ready for it. So You're not ready. You're not. Take a drink. So, just just get ready. So sh- we are at... FCA and junior high. FCA and junior high. So we're talking mm. fellowship of Christian athletes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And Abby was asked to give the talk on forgiveness. So she stands up in front of all the parents all the students in FCA, rooms packed. And she says, I just want to tell you that you are forgiven for all your sins. And she gives this whole little talk on forgiveness. And then she says, as an example, you're forgiven of anything once you ask, because that's why Jesus died on the cross. And she gives this whole thing and she goes, I mean, really, for instance, if you killed your parents and you chopped them up into little pieces and you hid them in the wall of your home, you would still be forgiven if you asked for forgiveness. <laughs> I don't understand why this is not good for the podcast. No, I'm telling you right now, the uh, room the room went dead silent. Joe and I looked at each other. She said, what? That's kind of what we, and as we were leaving that night, the leaving the thing, parents walked by us and said things like this. I'd be careful if I were you. <laughs> I think I'd sleep with one eye open if I were you. (laughs) I hope you're on good terms with her most of the time. (laughs) Okay. No, no. We have to keep that in. That one is is good. No, that's fine. You're a traitor. Bertie, let me add. I think you should have uh, a 
Beth be your caregiver when, you know, that time uh, comes. Uh, <laughs> it's getting a little too close to home right now, Teresa. Little do you know, Beth has already agreed to give power to me regardless of what <laughs> That's right. And I actually just signed the will yesterday, so it's done. Uh, uh, all right. All right. We'll leave it in. Uh, I, I mean, it's not bad. I was, I mean, not bad. did it, did it make bad. a lasting impression? I mean, I believe my point came across. I, I that thought was it was going to be something a hundred times worse. Like, I get that. Well, no, and you, you know, you're made up junior high age and, you know, yeah. high school. Get yeah. crap like that. The Menendez brothers, you know. It just highlighted Abby's sense of humor. Yeah, sometimes that's it. No, twisted, no sometimes no. twisted. Gallows, gallows, a little, little bit there's gallows there's humor. Gallows humor. See, should have known right then I was going to be a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, Teresa, your turn. Oh, Gee, mine's going to sound so lackluster, you know. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, to preface this, it was me, and then almost two years later was a boy. So <laughs> you locked up. Sorry, better. You're locked up now. Okay. Yeah, just keep going. It's okay. okay. Um, well, my, I guess mine goes back quite a bit back. And Molly's like one of those kids that was 30 when she was born. Okay. I mean, I, I it's hard to find something that was really embarrassing. However, when she was about four, we were going to that daycare center in Speedway. You know, we oh, were... No. Uh, Living off of Elaine Street, she was going to La Petite Academy. Okay, you guys know where that is. They're on. Oh yeah, where it used to be. I don't know if it's still there or not. And in the mornings, they used to have uh, kids twelve and under could come there and stay and wait for the buses. Okay, and so here's this little four-year-old being dropped off. I mean, I took her in, but you know what I'm saying. And I don't know exactly, and <laughs> maybe that makes me not a good mother, but I don't know how the intermingling got to be but one day the head of the school called me into the office when I came in with Molly and she said uh, I need to talk to you about Molly's language and I said okay what can you talk to me about you know she was between three and four and she said well your daughter said motherfucker and called somebody a motherfucker and we don't (laughs) Molly and I you know me Bertie I was well, you know who I immediately thought of was, oh, thank goodness she didn't say that to Steve Capper, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you get me? And I, I, my face was extremely red, and then I looked at her and I think, where do you think she picked that word up? I said, we don't say that in our house. I guarantee you she got it from here. We left about, oh, probably two weeks later, I took her over to, I don't know, that church over there on 34th Street that had a... Oh, yeah. Daycare. Yeah. yeah. I can't think Presbyterian. It was a Presbyterian church. Um, yeah. Is that the Presbyterian? I can't remember. Now we're getting fact checked here. The great big church. They, also, they always had uh, uh, 500 races there for the kids. Oh, they okay. would bring oh in yeah, their- I remember those. The trikes yeah. and the bikes and the big wheels. Yeah. So, but that was 
I just wasn't expecting that one. I don't want to say it was so embarrassing as what, <laughs> you know? Well, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I enjoy hearing stories like this because there's a lot of times that I'm like, Molly is usually the voice of reason. And there are some things that I'm like, I feel like maybe Molly would be a nicer person if she and I hadn't been best friends for so long. But then I find out she's thrown out motherfucker at age four. And I'm at like, age four, no, like meant to be. It's, it's yeah. there. You be. Can't, that's it. It's nature, man. Nature versus nurture. There was actually I one year. Really, I thought the end of this story was going to be that she learned it at the Meyer house. Same. No. Same. <laughs> I really I thought, did. Yeah. Knowing how this story ended, part of me really wanted one of you to go, oh, she learned it at our house. I mean, that would nope. be my husband. That would be yeah. my dad. He did like using that word. I that's one I don't use. But he we act shocked they cussed now. But really, I cussed, but not when they were little, Teresa. We didn't. Cuss. Oh no, no. You, the only thing you no. ever said when we were little was shit. Like yeah. that was it. That, that was, was the worst. that was the big word. We were an idiot for some reason. We were never allowed to use the oh, word idiot. Ours was stupid. And, yeah, stupid. and shut too. up. You couldn't say shut up either. You can't oh, say never. shut up. Can't say it. Mm-mm. There was one time that mom full on lost it on Beth. And like for years, we were never allowed to say shut up. And like Beth was whining, whining, whining. And mom just flipped. And she was like, Beth, shut up. <laughs> Silence. And it was just like dead silence. And I was well, like, girls, when you have children, you'll understand why mama right. goes off every once in a while. I know oh, it exactly was, where we were when I I know exactly where we were, were when I yelled it. We were we, in the car. We were in Bloomington. No, we were in Bloomington specifically. Not at our house. Not at your house. We were we had left your house. We were down She's there. Like, wait, wait, wait. Guys, and she kept saying. She I, was obsessed with, with the, the icy. ICs at Speedway gas icy. station. I want an icy, the little like icy. frozen drink. And she kept saying, can I have an icy now? Can I have an icy? And she had just said it all day, all the way there, all the way back. I kept saying, maybe later. I don't know. Not right now. And I was pulling into the gas station to get gas. And she said, am I going to get an icy? And she starts in again. And I just said, that's shut up. And Abby says, two seconds afterwards, oh, it's about time you told her to shut up. poor bethy oh poor beth oh yeah let's all feel sorry for the baby who gets everything she wants let's all feel sorry for beth (laughs) youngest grandchild on both sides yeah let me pour one out for my homies yeah (laughs) whatevs i love you beth you're fantastic Mm -hmm. love you too all right just not as a child. Um, no, somewhat serious question. So we have been doing this podcast now, by the way, for four seasons. This is our, that means- this is our fourth season. We are on our wow. fourth year of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thinking back to when we were like, oh, hey, so we're going to start a podcast about IndyCar. How did you think that was going to end? Like, how did, did you, you think-, think this was going to play out? What were your thoughts? Yeah. Well, let me just say, I am amazed with this. I am totally amazed because you guys know people, you interview people, you rub elbows with them. And in this day and age, that elbow is really good, you know, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I just, you know what? Well, to be honest, when you first told me, I thought, well, this will be a one and done. It's just not going to work. You know, I, I just didn't see it. In particular, I, Abby, you have uh, a lot more uh, experience going to the races and understanding it all than Molly did. And I thought, well, Molly will get tired of it and that'll be it. I've been shocked and really pleased. It's amazing. It is amazing. You know, um, I laughed and told my sister that, you know, you guys were being interviewed by uh, oh, uh, CBS Sports and might be commentators for the race just joking two years ago. And she honestly believed me. She's like, that's fantastic. And of course, I couldn't keep a straight face. And I had to laugh and say, no, not really. I'm just kidding. But, you know, not yet. When, <laughs> not yet. when you hear you guys, you know, you really, I think you become a lot more professional on it than you did when you were first starting out. Agreed. Uh, I'm not going to tell you anything like, well, you ought to not do this because you all are adults, but there'd be some things I'd probably change, but that's just me and my way of looking at the world. So uh, congratulations, you guys. Well, darn it. Now I'm going to cry. It's okay. I know. <laughs> I thought, won't this just be a fun thing they're doing? This is fun. They're both smart. They both know what they're talking about, even with cars and racing and thought what a cute name they came up with and this is really fun and uh, I never expected you to still be doing it at this point and to also be known and know all these race car drivers like I'm wowed by you honestly you got your own t-shirt I mean cool. it's true we have it's our true. own tune we got some merch bitches we got merch well, we got buttons got. and stickers for days. We got buttons and shit. We got buttons and shit. I got a <laughs> sticker on my laptop now of Fast Cars, Fast Girls. I do as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do. I'm proud of you. Yes. Yeah. Aww. Both well, of thanks, moms. Yeah. Thank you, mamas. Thank Except you, Mrs. Meyer. When do, do Bertie and I get to have our drink off or whatever it is? <laughs> Yes. Oh, well, that's going to be so, on Carb Day, which is now in August. Carb day. That's yeah, going to be two probably. days before my birthday, Mom. Mm -hmm. oh, cool. Which is the and best time of the year because it's the only time of the year that Molly gets drunker than me, which means that I'm the voice of reason. It's my favorite time it's of year. Be so dangerous. It's literally my favorite time of year. <laughs> so when bad. Abby becomes the voice of reason. That's funny. <laughs> We're going to have a drink it's off. A, it's a it's a wild time. And we have karaoke that same night. Oh, God. Yes, we do. Oh, Lord. I know. I actually thought the other day we have more time to practice our song. Are Molly, or wait a minute, are Birdie and I invited? That's what the pain tour. I don't think they would ever yeah, say actually, no to um, Yeah, Birdie, actually, both of you have been formally invited. And yes. I mean, no, no, I mean to the karaoke. Yes. 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 Only if you and Dad do Sunny and Cher. You don't have to sing karaoke, but you're but you can. I mean, you can. <laughs> well, depending on how, how drunk you get. Kitchen was during the day, right, Birdie? <laughs> yeah, she usually grocery shops that day. Mm. I oh, do. It's in the evening. Yeah, 
it's in the evening, but Burr's not going to make it because she gets home around the same time as all the other people at the track so that they help carrying groceries. And then mm-hmm. she usually hangs out in the backyard and has a fire before the Saturday festivities. So she no. probably won't make it over. Yeah, wait. I'm sorry. We're it's on night. Friday. It's not on know, Saturday. It's Friday night is karaoke. Saturday night, day before the race. And You're going to go to Bird's. Yeah, yeah. Saturday is birds. Yeah, Friday. This yeah. is Friday night. But I'm telling you, I know bird schedule, and she's not going to make it out to lot two. No, birdie, yeah. work on it. Don't let. She's not going to do it. It's it's a stretch to get her to come in the morning for the the other thing. Yeah, I um I love having hanging out with everybody at my house on carb day. They come in the morning, and I sit around and talk, and yeah, then I. Go grocery shopping, bring it home, make them all help me unload. They're all drunk by then. So I got all the drunk (laughs) people coming back from carb day and they they just need direction. And she just bosses them around. Bosses them all around. She's got ladywood at that point. Yeah. Starts making salads. Oh, they listen. They do. Hey, drunks follow direction very well. And she's quite the taskmaster. I am. (laughs) I am. And so they are making salads. I'm doing all kinds of things. So I would feel rude leaving my house because a lot of people are at my house that only come once a year that I don't mm-hmm. certainly. Yeah. I mean, rude will be there and, you know, I guess. I mean, he'll be there Sunday too, but yeah. Yeah. It's like rude. You know, we but, only see once a year and well, yeah. And there's usually yeah. some sort of food plan for the people who were drunk coming back from carb day. So. I quit doing that because they all want to go to mug and bun anyway. Well, that's what I mean by the food plan. It usually involves yeah. you driving to go yeah. pick it up. Right. <laughs> if I stay sober. But Teresa, yeah, you're coming. You and Chick are coming on Saturday night, just like usual. Oh, oh yeah. You guys can also come carb day. I'll let you borrow my car, which has the it will have the okay media on it. So if you guys want to swim that by morning. lot two, yeah. I mean, even that that whole day of carb day. So mom and dad can have you know, they'll have my car, which got Okay. They'll have good parking. It's fine. Media credentials. I like you to say that. It makes you sound good. My yeah. credentials. Media credentials. My media sticker on my car. Yep. Uh, yep. Stop it from being stolen last year. But anyway, that's okay. Yeah. One or Lesson break. learned. Yeah. Don't Lock hang. that shit up. <laughs> Lock it up. All right. So <clears throat> we've talked, I say you guys have talked a lot about us, but we also wanted to showcase kind of who who you guys are as women and as moms because mm-hmm. we wouldn't be who we are without you in our lives 100 percent true so we each are going to share one of our favorite stories of you um go first since it is our mother's day episode so Aww. here's one of my and it's not really even one story it's just one of my favorite memories of my mom in general and this is something that to this day, and we didn't call it, you know, self-care or any of that back, you know, in the, in the early nineties, but that it's okay to take a day for yourself. It's okay to take a day off. And I, starting in even elementary school, you would take me out of school a lot of times on my birthday and we go to the Covered Bridge Festival um, just because, or I'd wake up and you'd say, I called the school and told them you're sick. And I was like, I'm not sick. And you go, I think you are today. Why don't we go down to Brown County? Let's look at the leaves. We'll get some biscuits and apple butter. And you would take me and Beth out of school for the day. And we would just go screw around and have a fun day of just taking a break from normal life. And um, yeah, and I always thought that that was super fun. Um, And not, what'd you say? 
I said it was fun. It was fun. And so, and it was always around mine and best birthdays was the Covered Bridge Festival and then going to Brown County and finding that tiny little hole in the wall place that has the best biscuits and apple butter in the state. Um, we'd go by and see Coral sometimes. We'd go to Nashville, um, just, you know, Spring Mill State Park on fall break. We just did a <laughs> lot of fun things. And I just, I don't know. I feel like that's something that definitely affected who I am as a person where it's like, you don't have to spend a million dollars and go, you know, thousands of miles away. Sometimes it can just be taken one day off and drive into another County and having a fun time. So. So what's so funny is we did not, I mean, I had not planned this beforehand. She literally sent me a text was like, let's tell a story. And I had something in my mind. You just told yours. No, this is, I know. First of all, this is why. Second of all, this is so crazy because when I thought about it, what I thought about is, is similar, but you know, when I was in college and, and working and mom worked kind of near where I lived, kind of not, we would meet at the Arby's. I don't know if you even remember this mom, where we would go meet at the Arby's near me and we would both get like the roast beef sandwiches. We would both get lemonades and then we would split the cherry turnover and it was similar. It was like, it didn't cost a lot of money. You didn't have to pre-plan if you were going to have like quality time with somebody or just hang with somebody. Like that was it. It was like, what well, it was like the two for five or whatever it was the deal. But we did that through all the way through college before you guys moved up here. And to me, that's one of those moments. That's just a lasting memory of me. Like when I go to Arby's now, I always have to get a turnover. I always have to get a cherry turnover because that's what we got when we were just having lunch together. Un, unplanned, un, you know, structured. But yeah, that was so funny. That is so funny that that's what we both thought about immediately. Yeah. I can't <laughs> that even is funny. that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, honest yeah. 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 And that's I, I do. Love language, didn't it? One of the five love languages. Quality, quality time. Quality time. Yeah. And I, I, I would echo, I think that's, that's part of what made us who we are is that nothing has to be structured. I mean, even with this, like nothing has to be structured, structured. Like we're going to show up. We're going to have a good time. We're going to watch races. We're going to learn about it. And then we're going to come back and talk to people about it. And we're going to talk to our friends about it. We're going to record a, an episode. So Yeah. There you go. You don't get any royalties, though. Let me be real clear about that. I know. When are you <laughs> making money? Uh, and there's the mom love right there. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we almost made it through the whole episode. Oh, this episode was doomed from the start. Oh. Okay. Um. Um. Sorry. I'm my so we're gonna question is all right oh okay it's asked it come on you know what the answer is your answer is because you double checked it with me well i didn't want you to what's the question what's the one wish you have for your child oh yeah i'm (laughs) oh yeah i remember thinking oh my gosh i have so many wishes for my child but just to be totally like a miss america answer um world peace world peace 
<laughs> April 25th, it's the perfect date. Uh-huh, world peace. But no, I want, I want her to be healthy and happy and use the gifts God gave her, which she does. But I want her to be healthy and I want her to be happy. That's it. I don't know that I would go any deeper than that. Oh, uh, Teresa? I'd say the same thing. Oh, no. hold on. No, I will. Just hold on. I'm healthy and happy or yes, always foremost. I would like to see her married because I know she wants to be. And I'm, you know, somewhere out there is some man that wants to be married to her. We just have to get them both together at the same time. Right. With the same thoughts, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> oh, okay. that's implied in every answer my mom gives. I just want to. That's right. That's a daily prayer, actually. <laughs> Two days. I believe I believe Bird's been doing two a days since I turned 35. Look, yeah. it's not serious until that bitch lights a candle. Okay, we all know that. Yeah, where's it's the novena candle? <laughs> no, the dollar store candle. Hey, I even said they don't have to have children. A chicken just, you know, order one. <laughs> oh no, mama. <laughs> so close. Uh, oh no. No, stop. No, you are not part of this conversation. Oh, I am. Yeah, no, that no, is implied, Abby. That's an everyday prayer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And they uh, will. They will. You, you guys are just too great a people. There you go. You just have like to. that. Well, thank you. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. Dang it! I had a funny story. <clears throat> all right, give me a second to remember what my funny story was because I want to tell. I want Molly to tell hers last, so Molly edit this okay. part out. Yeah. No worries. Um, Talk amongst yourselves. So I had a funny story and I should have written it down. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, you didn't text me either. So in our podcast, what we do is we call it a white flag. So, you know, in races, white flag means last lap. Typically, we let the other people have the last word. Um, that's not happening with you two. I, uh-uh. I, I believe you <laughs> both know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. meanwhile, as we're waiting for Abby to remember her last lap, since we've not done this on any interviews, um, you can find all of our information, all of our social media, all of our past episodes on our website, www.fastcarsfastgirls.com. Um, show up there, link to everything. Mom has an Instagram, uh, IG Grams, Bird. Is there any sort of social media that you would like to plug before Abby remembers her story and tells it? Well, she is on Instagram at... Bird. Birdling Birdling 71. 71. Um, I'm on Instagram, Birdling71. I'm also on Twitter. Birdie G Meyer. I don't I think that's what I am yep, on. At Birdie Twitter. G Meyer. And I'm, I'm she is Twitter. very popular. You can just Google Birdie Gunyon Meyer. I'm on, yeah, I'm on Facebook. I think that's it. Oh, wait, mom's on Facebook too. I set one up for you. Okay, so mom's got Facebook and the Instagram. Alrighty. All right. So Thanks now it's for- time for you. It's it's Teresa Helicar. It's okay. If they find me, they're gonna find you. I said I had Facebook already. You didn't set me up. I made it better. Anyway. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, I oh, and oh. there's Chick. No, sir. Abby, tell your story quickly before. All right. So this gets bad. 
So as has been discussed, we have a, a quirky sense of humor. Um, Molly and I share that. <laughs> All of our parents share that gallows humor, quirky humor. Um, and <clears throat> we saw an advertisement for what's called Billy Bob Teeth. <laughs> and if you're not familiar, it's like fake teeth um, that you put in that make that like they're super spread out or they look like meth teeth or they've got like a golden tooth in there. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty white trash. And it comes with uh, a little filler so that you can actually form it um, to your teeth so that you can comfortably wear these teeth. And as soon as we realized that these were a thing, my mom bought two pairs, one for me and one for her. <laughs> and not only bought them, encouraged me to wear them as often as we found appropriate. And so one of my absolute favorite stories is I think I was maybe a junior in high school. Um, yeah, I had to, yeah. Um, or maybe, no, I was younger than that. I was like eighth grade. Um, and it was the night before the race and we decided we're going to go walk Georgetown with the family. And then mom says, Oh, Ooh. you should put in your teeth. And so I did. And we have so many hilarious photos with me, with so many people with these just gnarly teeth sticking out of the front of my face. Um, and mom, you would pop yours in and out for, for photos as well. And it, yep, was, loved it. it was a good time. So <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah. Oh, I mean, and everyone, there was an Elvis impersonator, any, anyone that was worthy of a picture bird was like, Abby, Abby. Go stand next to them. I mean, an Elvis impersonator. Um, back when Georgetown was Georgetown. Back yeah. when Georgetown was still, yeah, still a party. Um, yeah. The guy yeah. had on a t-shirt that said, show me your tits. And I, oh, go get over there by him. Abby, go stand over there. Now, the funniest part is that, you know what? That might have been high school then. Yeah. Yeah, it was because he put his beer in front of the word tits because we realized as we're taking the photo that he was a recruiter for one of the armed forces and we had already met at my high school. Oh, um, and so he was like, uh, please don't do anything with this photo. And I was like, don't worry. It's just going to go on an album that's going to be in the race bathroom at my parents' house. Like, uh, but yeah, show me your tits. Abby, go stand next to that guy. Abby, go stand next to that Elvis. Abby, go stand next to I did like taking pictures. Mm -hmm. We we have a lot of, and you know, you are the queen of, of funny photos. So it's yeah. true. Of, of taking very opportune photos. Yeah. All right. So, so this is my current favorite story to tell about my mom. And she is so mad when I tell it. So this is not, this episode's not going to end well <laughs> at all. So our podcast is called Fast Cars, Fast Girls. And when we <laughs> and when we were deciding what we were going to call our podcast, you know, that's that's a big deal. What are you going to call yourselves? How are you going to do it? Obviously, Abby and I growing up in Speedway, the IMS being our home track, that's important to us, obviously. And as I tell the story. I always do say my dear sainted mother provided <laughs> us a name suggestion without realizing it. And she goes, well, you guys love the Speedway. You love the IMS. That's it. Why don't you guys call yourselves two girls, one track, which we technically use actually as our, like our bonus episode, but, um, 
Mom doesn't know to this day. I don't believe she does. Doesn't know why both Abby and I said no, 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 no. we cannot use it. And and my mom, do you know why? Two girls, one track. Uh Yeah. Do you do you know why that's not an okay name? No. No, she doesn't know either. Oh, that's okay. Please don't 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 Google it. Don't. Don't Google Thank any you. sort That's of. All I need to hear. Yeah, no, no don't, don't. And it's, yeah, of all the things that I do share with you, trust me when I say it. don't Google it. And it's That's my favorite because I think it, your dad be- that Google. No, oh. you cannot see it. You can't, uh, but yeah, no, that's actually one of my just, favorites. Is because it was just so innocently suggested. It was, and we were like, because it it would make sense. If, if not for something else, but like, yeah, for a video that ruined anything in that. Yeah. But mom was like, yeah, two girls, one track. I think that's a great name. And we were like, no, <laughs> and you cannot Google that. <laughs> no. And we, we won't tell you why. We, and we, I won't tell you why either. Yeah. Oh. So that's my, that's I can, just, we can only imagine now. Teresa. No, just, just, I'm not looking it up. No, I'm no. not either. I never, don't. no, you don't want to, you don't want to. Oh, all right. Well, moms, <clears throat> thank you Mama. for joining us on our special Mother's Day episode. This has been way and too much fun. And thank you for going above and beyond when mm-hmm. Molly and I, you know, pretended we were dying when you guys were moving to Bloomington. Oh, we got really dramatic at that point. Very life. dramatic. And we wrote Super letters. Dramatic. And so honestly, letters. I mean, like we wrote letters to each other, but we wouldn't have the friendship that we have if you guys hadn't gone out yeah. of your way to you know, send us a summer camp at the same time each summer and yeah. Horse camp. Horse camp. Christian horse camp. Wait a Christian minute. Horse camp. Hey, Christian, the weirdest horse camps. They'd be in the middle of no place. I'd say, Bertie, where are we going? We just keep driving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when they, the Christian horse camp where they played the Christian anthem, didn't, and none of us knew that was a thing because in the video, you can hear both of our moms going, what? There's an is, anthem? There's an anthem? <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, pledge too. I pledge yeah. allegiance to the Christian to the flag. Christian flag. Mm-hmm. I did and know to the that. savior for yeah. <laughs> um and the horses have, were even Christian, weren't they? Wait, well, no, they were baptized. I'll tell not you. Not that. that horse that you rode though. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. wait a minute. <laughs> no. Technically, oh. she was a pony. They get the fattest kid there, a pony, but they did. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Oh my god! We don't have time for that <laughs> therapy right now. Oh, but yeah, but honestly, yeah, Christian horse camp, many Christian camps, all of many. it. Allendale, shout out, um, <laughs> shout out, Allendale. shout out, um, day camp. I mean, uh, what was it? Bethesda, <laughs> Bethesda, yes, Bethesda. out in Bethesda Brownsburg. Baptist, yes, Bethesda Baptist, yes. I mean, that's <laughs> like out. deep cut. Our two daughters were always ready to be baptized, baptized. every time, right, Bertie? They were every we week. were well, we were dedicating <laughs> our life to the Lord every, every week. week. Who wants to be baptized? We do. <laughs> I just say you only have to do it once, girl. You don't, oh, you don't have to keep doing so it. Bad. Well, and then and, yeah, and you'd be like, you only have to do it once. Also, you were baptized as babies. Um, we were like, wait a minute. Oh, well, that's uh, right, because we raised you Episcopalian. We were raised that's Episcopalian. Right. We got camp. sprinkled. <laughs> No wonder you we know. had him totally, Teresa, we had him totally confused. I, mm-hmm. Birdie, when we moved to, to Bloomington, 
We'd oh, only no. been down there about a week, and Molly was out in the playground trying to convert one of the little girls. We got in this episode right now. Christian, I mean, uh, Bloomington being so liberal, right. they weren't real pleased about her trying to turn another Baptist up. As they Molly's say. out there being John the Baptist, evangelizing <laughs> kids on the playground. Yeah, there she was. <laughs> she was like an Episcopal Jehovah's Witness out there. Oh, Hello, have yeah. you heard the good news about our Lord and Savior Jesus? <laughs> So technically, back. now I get to tell my favorite Episcopalian joke because there's four of us on this call, and you know where there's four Episcopalians. Yeah. There's, there's a fifth. fifth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh God, hilarious. We do. Oh, too funny. But yeah, but we we wouldn't be as good friends as we are if you guys didn't let us. <clears throat> crash at your houses during mm-hmm. our spring breaks that never ever matched up ever and the so i would be at molly's break. house on my spring break while she was still still going to school molly come to my house on her spring break and i would still have to go to school during the day you both just left us home alone like you would your own children <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. honestly what were we gonna do yeah oh, exactly. but yeah but yeah if, without you guys being as good friends as you are we our friendship wouldn't have been able to uh, to go that long. Okay? We're, oh, they're house numbers on our condo. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, all right. Well, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Thank Day. Thank you, girls. We love you. you girls. And we love you. Love, love you. you. All right. And everybody, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Yeah.